Today, ladies and gentlemen, and finally, we're recording episode 72 of the Genesis Gems podcast. We'll be covering Rye Star. I am one of the co-hosts, Nick Stevens, and with me this time is... Aaron, and I pronounce it Ristar, because Ristar. I am a heathen. <laughs> <laughs> Ristar, Rye Star, I said all kinds of stuff. I think uh, my, my kids just call it that star game, so that works for me too. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Aaron, how have you been, man? It's been a while. I know you and I were kind of catching up before we recorded there. Sometimes I wish we would just hit record then oh. and like a throw it in there, but you've been doing all right, man. Yeah, I, I've been doing great. Um, I'm trying to see what, what's been going on most recently. Uh, I had a great weekend with my kids. I probably spent way too much money, but all in the service of uh, doing fun things with them, I took them to a place called Anime Tokyo. Yeah, that looked awesome. Which is a place very close to me, very close to the mall. It's, it's a couple blocks away, and I had no idea this place existed. And you walk in, and they have all sorts of you know Japanese things in Japanese, and uh, first of all, but they have all sorts of Japanese candy, and then they have those gotcha machines where it looks kind of like a, a, a gumball machine, and it's got kind of like what we have in America, where you'll get random toys out of it, um, and you, you put in tokens, and they're themed after, you know, and it could be Mario Brothers, it could be Sonic, it could, it could be all sorts of anime and, and stuff I, I don't keep up with. <laughs> Uh, but it's some really cool stuff there. But the main reason I wanted to go there was that they had an arcade in the back. It's pretty much five dollars gets you in the back and free play until they close at midnight. And so we went back there and they had Outrun Two, two machines networked together. That's awesome. Radical. They also had a stand-up version of. Crazy Taxi, which is one of my favorites, and I got to play four-player Gauntlet Legends with my kids for a little bit. Oh, cool! And, and that was that was actually pretty fun. Uh, and, and then, of course, it's kind of a war of attrition where they slowly die off and decide they want to play something else, which happens with kids. Is okay. It's free play. So, you know, some would wander off to the, the DDR machine or the Dance Central <laughs> 3 machine. And I was excited because they had, I want to say, four or five machines. They had the latest fighting games, and then they had Initial D, and then they had four or five sit-down Japanese-style cabs. But they were loaded up with, I want to say, a thousand games each, and... These were like arcade classics and, you know, menus of games you could pour through. And they had WrestleFest on there, which is one of my favorite oh, yeah. arcade wrestling games. Those tech, yeah, those it, techno wrestling games are so good. It, it's pretty much the best that you could do. And uh, I got to play that a bit and play uh, Saturday Night Slam Masters 2. <laughs> oh, the, they even had that. Awesome. <laughs> play as my boy Hagar. And it was it was great, and, and play got to play some two player Bomberman with my daughter, and uh, my son Will wanted to play Sonic Two on an arcade cab, so he got to he got Thank his you. wish, yeah. So he played Sonic Two for a bit, and it was really interesting because I don't think I've ever played Sonic Two with an arcade stick. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of weird. 
Yeah, but it, you know, it, it it wasn't bad, and and kids had a lot of fun as as did I, and it, it was inexpensive, and um, we got to try out all sorts of Japanese candies. So, so you that's kind of like you pay five dollars and you get all the games you want, pretty much, right? Yeah, awesome. yeah, you play all night, and there's no inserting coins or anything. You just go up to machine and. and Hit that coin up button and you're good to go. That's very so cool. So that was kind of the the highlight of my weekend. So that was that was exciting. What about you, Nicholas Nickleby? Yeah, man, I've been busy, dude. Um, I actually just got back from Texas myself on a business trip. Uh, went down to the Fort Worth area for five days. I'm probably going to be probably end up going back in the next few months or so. But um, yeah, that kind of took up a lot of my time. Uh, so that was fun. And it's funny. I didn't meet Nick because <laughs> maybe l- listeners know this, but Texas is huge. Yeah. And I'm in South Texas in San Antonio, and it would take me five hours to meet up with Nick. As much as I want to, it would take me five hours to meet up with him. And, and that would be on the off chance that he would be off of work because he was <laughs> yeah. working. And then he'd have a company dinner rinse wash i i've been in that cycle before yeah, I, I understand it i've flown up to fort worth and to irving myself so i i, I know it yeah you know like a five-hour drive on the east coast where i live takes you like through three states so it's just kind of weird <laughs> to think five hours and i can't get there but yeah not. it's five hours and you're still in texas yeah but yeah man it's been good uh this is like the first season of the year my kids haven't played sports um my oldest would would have been going into tackle football this year, and we kind of decided to hold him back. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of experts think it's not the best idea to put kids to tackle football that early. I, I was kind of indifferent on it, but my wife wasn't uh, feeling that idea, so I'm like, yeah, we'll just keep him out. He's fine. Um, but so we've actually had a pretty nice uh, um, fall. I mean, it's, it's starting off pretty good. Kids are back in school. You know, I'm getting the swing of my job again. Um, I switched jobs like crazy, dude. <laughs> I'm back to what I used to do about three or four years ago. So, but um, I feel like I'm home. It's good. Feeling a lot better. So excited to be recording again, dude. I can't wait to do this show. But um, yeah, it's been good. I know it feels like we haven't done this show in a while because we haven't. Yeah, exactly. and I think the last time we did it just nearly killed the show because <laughs> what game was it? The game was so bad that we're just like, yeah, uh, I don't play anymore. It sucks. <laughs> Uh, what what game did we even cover? It was, it was sort not of so a Dan. very good game. Sort of. So, Dan. <laughs> no, there again. will be a, a, a time that comes where we will have to face the challenge of our rival and <laughs> play a, <laughs> a terrible game again. It, it'll happen. Absolutely. And that's okay. Dropping oh, quarters. Yeah, and I've also been, I think uh, some of you may follow me on Facebook. I'm doing this little solo gig. Um, so I took up a little of my time. I, I don't want to say that put the gyms on the back burner, but uh, I did have to kind of create a yeah, two-hour music set, um, doing some cool songs on my looper pedal, playing at a yeah, playing at some little restaurants and a winery, and just having a good time. Um, something I've never done before. New kind of new territory. I'm usually a, a rock guy and lead guitar player, and now I'm doing some weird percussive stuff on my acoustic guitar and just just having a good time doing it but um it's pretty cool i'm working on uh green hill zone on sonic uh with this it's gonna be kind of neat no one's gonna know what it is but like me but uh <laughs> it's real pretty oh that's awesome it. and didn't i uh i think i'd show nick this you can get a drum machine for your sega genesis yeah. 
there's a drum machine program you can get, uh, and it's fully functional, and it gives you different types of drum machines on there, like a Lin drum, a 808, 909, uh, and you yeah. can program it. You can program beats on it, and I'm thinking about using that live myself. It would be nice. perfect. I know my, my, and, my Fruity Loops program has this the kind of drum. The, what was you say, 909? I think I got that on my yeah. Fruity Loops. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Cool. But uh, I've got a show myself. I, I wasn't sure whether to save that for Sega Snippets, but what the heck. Um, <laughs> I've been booked to play at something called Demo Splash, which is a demo scene party in Pennsylvania next month. Nice. So if you're in Pittsburgh, if we have any listeners in Pittsburgh, if you want to come out to Demo Splash, it is a two-day event with tons of retro games and demos and things to check out and cash prizes for people who enter. When is that again? Because so Pittsburgh's not that far from me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this, this is Demo Splash at Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh. I'm going to try to be there Thursday and probably leave Sunday or Monday. And yeah, I don't know which day exactly I'm performing, but I will let you guys know. But they they are paying my way to perform there. Like Seriously, they are awesome. paying for my plane ticket and my yeah, it's awesome and my hotel. So nice, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, my uh, it's only about three hours. Pittsburgh again. Like I said, I can travel like three states. <laughs> so we go up to Pittsburgh <laughs> every now and then to watch uh, the Braves play the Pirates. So that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and then Nick's just gonna jump up on stage and wail on some Green Hill Zone like out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that guy. You, you know that guy that thinks he needs to play every concert because he can play music. That's not. I'm not that guy. That guy drives me nuts. You know what guy I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. Oh, let me play that song. Let me sing it. Like, nah, no, nah. <laughs> no. This is my show. Man. No, you're, you're good. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, I was doing an open mic where the guy's like, I I, I can add some uh if you need some percussion. I'm like, No, that's okay. I, I, I appreciate it. I've got my own percussion here. Oh wait, come up if I'm if I'm invited. And when I am invited, I'm like, nah, nah, okay. <laughs> oh man. Nah, that's cool though. Yeah. So that's... I will admit, like I, I did an open mic where you know, they they didn't have a bassist. And like I had to prove to these guys, like I can play bass on my keyboard just fine. You know, I am a, a keyboardist. <laughs> I can do <laughs> that. And the guy's like, I didn't know that you'd be able to play the song. He's uh, like, I was surprised. I'm like, I, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I so think the- it was easy by the Commodores, and I was just like, just give me the progression, and I will come up with something. Yeah, I know my dad would always do the whole. It's in the key of G. We're going to go, going to go one, three, four. You know, I'm like, okay, I got that. Yeah, so that's, that's that's about it. That's <laughs> all I need. Yeah, that's cool. And, th- and this is in November, is that right? I just googled it. Yeah, it's, it's November second okay. and third, Friday Sweet. and Saturday. Well, yeah. well, I may just uh, drive up there and say hi and come back. We'll see. Cool. I won't like you know. Can I crash in your hotel? I won't be that guy either. I'll just uh, I won't be weird. <laughs> all right. Nick, don't make it weird. No spooning. <laughs> no spooning. Can't make it weird, dude. <laughs> Though we, you know what? We did share a hotel room. We did do that. I think we? of it a couple yeah. years ago. I had one of those photos pop up on my uh, memories a couple days ago. <laughs> yes. And when we did get to play some NBA Jam, and I think, well, uh, no, we, we played some NBA Live, NBA Live 95. Yeah. Yes, we did. 
I recall this. <laughs> and you showed me, uh, oh, what was the game? A real pretty graphics Spelunker? game. Spelunker? Oh, no. You did that. Yeah. You, real- we, we all just watched Aaron play Spelunker. Like, uh, Landon and Rob were in there watching that with us. That was fun. And you said real pretty graphics game? What was yeah, it? Yeah, I was on the Genesis. It was something I didn't know about until you told me. Good grief. What is that game? Oh, was it Cotton? Was it Panorama Cotton, the one where it looks like Space Harrier, but it's like super crazy? I think so. It was like a little platformer game. Oh, two, it was a platformer. It's like a two-player. Oh. What was that called? Uh, was it Wiz and Liz? Yes, it was Wiz and Liz. Was exactly yeah, was. that was the one where it's like, it it's looks kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog yes. 2. And you run around and it's, oh, that's yep, one that's one. Yeah. Cool. No, I was just looking at it. Cool. All right. Should we get into into Sega snippets? I probably need to do my little uh, thing here. I haven't done forever. Yeah. About connecting with us. Genesis yes. Yeah. Please do that. Hey, you can check us out on our website at www.genesisgymspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Join our group at www.facebook.com slash group slash Genesis Gems. Send us an email at genesisgymspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Gen Gems. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. And we are part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. And we do want to say a big, big thank you to our patrons out there. Um, got some real cool stuff going on. Uh, want to say a big thank you to NZ17. And NZ17 actually sent us an email. Um, I can't thank you enough, NZ17. Uh, you didn't have to do this. Uh, but everyone pay attention to this email to see what, um, what's going on here. Uh, he says, uh, now it's time for NZ17's challenge. Whatever the total for Patreon is for the Genesis Gems for the month of September, I will pay the same via my own PayPal donation. For example, if it's $120, then I will match it with a donation of $120 on my own. So please encourage everyone to pledge and donate as much as they want via Patreon this month. Whatever Nick confirms as the amount, which was paid at the end of the month, will be what I'll be donating at the beginning of October. Um, guys will actually probably be uh, hearing this after October, but just wanted to say huge thank you to NZ17. That was not necessary, but we do appreciate it. All your donations will go to a good cause. But uh, also We're say not big, worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> we're not worthy. Uh, I also want to say a big thanks to Joseph Garris, Jared Adams, Kaylee Tukich, David Pilk. Pilkington, which we'll be hearing from David later on. Uh, he is one of the creators of Basketball Classics, which we're going to have them on the show coming up soon. That's a really cool indie basketball game for Steam right now. So big thanks to David. Uh, Geekvolution, Timothy McGowan, Tyler J., Chris Vanderhoff, Lawrence Garod, Michael Hayes, Chris Fox, Otto Gregerson, Jim Jones Jim, Mighty Matt D., Chad Clark, Rob, Martin Cook, Andrew Coed, Stephen Godovich, Jonathan Henderson, Gabe Van Gilder, Ian McGarry, Classic Gaming Quarterly, Cutta, Bastian Ocera, Barnaby Jones, Jason Wilson, Bradley Smith, Retro Blist, Andy Layton, Joshua Witt, Landon Long, and Michael. Thank you all so much. I know our content has not been steady, and it just makes me just so, I don't even have a good word for it, but just so proud that we have listeners like you all who stick through us no matter what. Uh, we, I don't, this is a show I don't, I never want to quit. So, um, just thanks for sticking with us and thank you for being a gem. Um, and one more piece of listener business. Got a real cool email from Tim McGowan. I asked him permission to read this on the show. Uh, he said yes, so I really thought this was cool. Uh, Tim says, hey guys, this is just a quick message. You don't have to read it on the show, but can if you'd like. This month marks about a year since I discovered the show. It couldn't have happened at a better time. Since then, not to sound strange, but I feel you have become friends of mine. Thanks to people like Nick, Aaron, Rob, Landon, and Dan. You guys have made me smile and laugh during some rough times. Also happy times, and that means a lot to me. 
The first episode I remember listening to was Bubsy with guest stars Johnny and Trevor from Retro Blist. Two awesome guys who I have who I have to thank you for introducing me to. Just wanted you guys to know I appreciate and thank you for what you do. I'd like to tell you thank you for being a gym. Take care, Tim McGowan. And Tim's like my uh, Atlanta Braves buddy too. So uh, chop on, buddy. We're in the playoffs. Woo. <laughs> All right. So uh, Aaron, I think we're gonna go to that. And, and <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. And before we do, special shout out to the, the, the Cleveland Browns for actually winning a game because you know. <laughs> not losing every game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't follow football uh, enough, but when I do, <laughs> that's one thing I pay attention to. You yeah. know, a team who's lost like every game and then they tie a game and then they win a game. Yay! Again, the Cleveland Browns are like three hours away from me, so there's a lot of Cleveland fans around here. <laughs> They're all excited. <laughs> yes. Awesome. All right, man. Well, let's go to this next segment of the show, and this is Sega Snippets. Cap one, two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. I got quite a few things to talk about. I've been just kind of adding to the list since we haven't recorded in so long. Um, yeah. The first thing I want to talk about, and there's a lot of just bad reception on this, and I, I kind of want to just give everyone my thoughts. I think I may do a full review uh, maybe on Patreon or something, but I did buy the Sega Genesis Flashback HD by At Games. I know, boo, At Games. Um. I will say this is their best one yet. <laughs> Still not perfect. Uh, this is their best uh, one yet. Um, it turns out you can polish a turd after all. Yeah, it's not. Quite <laughs> I'm just a, kidding. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I, again, your 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 typical gripes. The sound the sound's yes. not great. Um, it's not it's not this. It doesn't have that scratchy sound, but you can definitely hear that it's not the the actual Genesis sound. It's not a dying cat now. It's now not. it's just a cat. And and the the ring noise and Sonic isn't like ear shattering like it is on the other game consoles um right i'm what's i'm gonna gripe first uh, the menu absolutely sucks um you go up and down on a sidebar by hitting a and b which just doesn't make any sense i don't know why you can't just hit up and down um so that that was awful um the there's a little bit of a lag when you play games like sonic um i don't know why but when you pop a cartridge in it's it actually works better because there's a lot there's preloaded games and you can put a cartridge in it but um uh, the Sonic games, for some reason, just run awful uh, preloaded, but the cartridge is good. It's weird. Um, I love the save states on here. You, that, that's one of the best parts about it is that you can actually do save states on a, on a console. Really cool. Um, again, it connects HDMI, so it's very easy to hook up. Um, and I am going to try to review this soon, but like, it, as we all know, any repro or um, any of these uh, third-party uh, knockoff systems, the plastic is just cheap. It feels like... I don't know, it feels like you're holding like something that's not even a pound. And uh, the controllers are okay. I do like the Bluetooth. These aren't like the infrared where you got to point them right at them like the other uh, at game systems. Um, the controllers are Bluetooth. They work okay. What stinks about the controllers, though, you have to actually use a screwdriver to get into the back of them to replace the batteries, which I thought was a little dumb. Ooh. Yeah, it's like, but I haven't had to replace them yet. I and mean, we do play this every now and then. So, um, But if you're looking for a, you know, Semi, I would wait for the price to come down. I paid about sixty bucks for it. Too much. I would probably wait till it hit like thirty or forty bucks. But um, if you're looking for a system, you know, hook up to your TV in the living room or something, you don't want to pull out, you know, all these converter boxes and stuff. This is okay. Again, we're, I'm waiting on that Genesis Classic like Nintendo got. But uh, yeah, it's okay. Again, I'll do a full review on that sometime. Um, I am enjoying it. Don't get me wrong, but uh. It's, uh, it's, I don't think it's as bad as what everyone says it is, but anyways, I'll move on. Um, this is more 
my time to talk about some of the other games I'm playing. Um, of course, I'm hooked on the Switch. Love it. Since the last time we talked, I uh, I beat the Wolfenstein game, Wolfenstein 2. That's a great game. Woo-hoo. The story is so cool. One of the most gory games I've played, though. Uh, surprisingly short. And uh, then I got into Mario plus Rabbids, which surprisingly I loved. I'm not much of a uh, turn-based strategy RPG kind of guy, but this was just perfect. I love the mechanics. It it, it 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 was hard, but it wasn't too hard. It wasn't like XCOM hard, you know. But it had it had yeah. that had that charm. I don't know something about the characters in here. I just really liked, and uh, I put 20 hours into it, beat it, uh, no problem. Um, and it's funny now because I don't I don't know Aaron if you ever get in these little these little doldrums, but um, I'm kind of waiting on two games to come out, um, Diablo 3 on the Switch and Fallout 76 on PS4, and I'm kind of afraid to start up like a big lengthy game right now. I've been kind of just yeah. hitting at games here and there. I tried downloading this, uh, um, what was this game called on my Switch? It's called Crossing Souls. It was kind of like a action RPG about kids in the 80s. I'm not quite feeling that. Um, I did buy Spider-Man on PS4. It's a game... My kids and I've been playing, having a good time on. But uh, I don't know. I, I kind of just feel like I'm in this doldrum of, of wanting to start a big RPG, but but kind of afraid to because I want to play these other games coming out. Yeah, I I feel you there. Uh, um, I, I'm trying to think of everything I, I've been playing, and yeah, have hasn't been a lot of big modern games lately. I think I I know I hate to say Mario, but my son <laughs> and and I actually beat. Super Mario Brothers, uh, new Super Mario Brothers on the Wii, and uh, but I've also my daughter's been really into Tetris lately, and we were trying to play. I, I'm sad to say, it was, so we were, we were playing Tetris on the EverDrive. I've been playing a lot of games on on my EverDrive lately, and we were playing the Mega Drive, the Japanese version of Tetris that was officially released over there. I didn't see a release over here because of the whole thing with uh, Nintendo having the license. Yeah. And it's sad because it's just not a great port of the game. It has two player, which is cool, but it just doesn't feel that great. And it just feels like they slapped it together. Like the graphics are pretty awful, um, which you know, you don't need great graphics for a Tetris game, but it just, they use like one still image <laughs> for a background <laughs> And some pretty... The music's not bad. It just does not feel like Tetris at all. Um, but, yeah. Um, also, I, I've had the same struggle where I just... I can't... I don't know what the next big thing I'm going to play is. I just have no idea. I've wanted to buy the newest Dragon Quest game. Um, but I don't don't have the, the money at the moment. Um, I want to play the the newest Yakuza stuff, that that sort of thing. But I'm kind of content right now with, with playing uh, on, on the retro systems and playing what's on my Sega Genesis. I've, I've been really excited to check out. Um, so on there's all sorts of Master System games that I haven't played a lot of. And then people will do conversions of Game Gear games, which has been really interesting. Yeah, so... Yeah, people will take a Game Gear game and they'll transfer it to be playable on the Master System because they're functionally the same hardware. It's just this: this the Game Gear is kind of shrunk down in screen size 
but, but when you blow it up on the master system, half the time it, it'll look okay, uh, but there will be like some garbage on the screen, and then sometimes it's just like unplayable. But there have been games that I'm finding are very playable, and it's been great, like uh, the two Game Gear Shinobi games that we talked about. Yeah. Um, are very playable, and you can play those on the Master System now. And and yeah, the uh, in some cases, the color palette is the same as the Master System. In some cases, the they utilize the Game Gear, and it's got a greater color palette. So what they had to do is kind of cut down some of the colors. But the games I've played, it's it's been pretty fascinating to play games that were originally only meant to play on game gear like uh mega man there's a mega man game on the game yeah. gear and the problem i had with that one was that it's kind of too small and cropped to play on the game gear whereas you played on the nes and you have like the full screen well when you play it on the master system you get the full screen the only problem is uh when you play certain game gear games on the master system you'll get it's almost like a I don't know how to describe the effect. It's almost like you see the left part of the screen on the right side. And so it can be a little disorienting. It's because they don't expect the player to actually see that part of the screen. And so they'll draw stuff on the screen that you wouldn't normally see in a game gear, but it shows up in in this version, if that makes sense. And so it can be a little disorienting until you get used to it some people when they're doing these special hacks uh which you can find i think on sms power on those forums when they do these hacks they'll uh put in screen borders or things like that or they'll they'll find ways around it but there have been cool things like there's a two-player mods for streets of rage 2 there's hacks for that and streets of rage and power ranger games so they were two players on the game gear but you had to do link play and now you can play in two players on the master system no problem so and i think the the good thing about being able to play game gears game gear games on things other than the game gears you don't have that awful like shadowing effect that you do when you play on the game gear. you actually get <laughs> no, to see the perfect. whole game yeah so like yeah, I, I, and i hate that because I, I always want to play on the true hardware but Man, that's hard to play on the real Game Gear when you got some fast-paced games. Yeah, that that's absolutely an issue. And I would say some of the best ones I've played have been like uh, there have been a few Sonic games that they 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 play perfectly. Um, in the Tales spinoff, um, there there's a uh, I was playing the sequel to Crystal Warriors, which I loved on the yeah. Game Gear. It was only released in Japan. And someone fan translated it, and it's perfect. It's very playable. So, you know, give give that a go. That's that's a lot of fun. So, I if you have an EverDrive, that's that's the way to do it. <laughs> One other thing I will mention um, was that I love the ability to play Master System games with FM sound. Because in Japan, they had an FM expansion audio that makes it sound more, more like the Sega Genesis. Not quite. It's not the same exact chip, but it's close. And so many of you know that the Master System didn't have the greatest sound chip. It's 
it's great for backing up the FM side of the Sega Genesis, but on its own, it's just not that powerful. It, it makes it so you don't have like low bass and the drums just don't hit that hard. And, and it's really nice to be able to hear these games in a new way. And I think the coolest thing was, was I was playing Sonic the Hedgehog one on the master system. And, and there's a hack for that game that adds in FM sound where it didn't have it before. Like someone went in because it was a later release game. And I guess they stopped doing those, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have, two sets of soundtracks on the same cartridge. We'll have the regular PSG and then we'll have the FM sound. Uh, in this case, someone hacked in their own FM soundtrack for the game and it's really good. That's cool. So and, and it's by Valley bell. Yeah, go ahead. And just for, just for those uh, out there who don't, know where you can buy an EverDrive. Where would you recommend someone go out and get an EverDrive? Is there eBay? Or? The easiest way, um, eBay is if you want to get a knockoff one. Uh, I think you can get an official one there, but I would say go to Stone Age Gamer or go to the Cricks website, which is the guy who makes them, which is, I think, K-R-I-K-Z-Z. But if you go to Stone Age Gamer, they're an official supplier, and there are a few different models, and they tell you, uh, what you get out of each one. Like mine is the X7, which is the Primo one that can do wave file playback. And then it can also double as a, um, if, if you need a backup RAM cart for your Sega CD, it can do that. And it also does the FM expansion and it plays Sega Master System and 32X games. Cool. I'll, uh, and I'll put some of that stuff on the show notes for those who would be interested in that. I don't have an EverDrive. I've been wanting to get one forever. And this may be, uh, Maybe a turning point for me. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. Absolutely. So that's about it for me. Um, but yeah, if you guys happen to be in the Pennsylvania area next month in early November, come stop by and say hi. Sweet. Well, all right, guys. Well, this next segment, we said the deadline was uh, <laughs> July 30th. So uh, two months later, we are going to finally ask Aaron those questions. <laughs> Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions, it's okay, and he will answer them if he wants. So Aaron, I got these pulled up. I can go ahead and ask the questions, and uh, you can give us your uh, very, very thoughtful answers, right? Absolutely. I, I think I briefly looked at these, so these will be fresh in my mind. Yeah, yeah. So the first one comes from Ian McGarry. And uh, uh, Ian, Ian or Ian? Ian, Ian McGarry. I knew that. Good grief, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Ian says, uh, having touched on it a bit on the last episode, what happened with the music between Streets of Rage 2 and 3? And is 3 soundtrack unfairly vilified? And what is love? Oh, what is love? Well, I can answer that one easily. It's it's kind of an unquantifiable uh, uh, baby don't hurt me sort of thing. <laughs> Um, so as long as you don't hurt your baby, that's <laughs> love will be all around you. And, um, you know, what happened to, between streets of race two and three is that I, I think the first, well, streets of rage one was kind of more club music. Uh, two was more hardcore and it was 
I think most people think it's just Yuzo Koshiro, but it's also Motohiro Kawashima who helped with the second game soundtrack uh, um, and three as well. And I think what happened was when you get tired of making the same music, you want to try something different. And three, the game itself is just generally more of a gritty game. It, yeah. It's a little darker. And so I think the music was made to reflect that. And I think to most people's ears, it's, it's not as commercially accessible as, as the second soundtrack was. There's a few standout tracks, but some of it is Yuzo using his own sound engine to produce um, music that is random. Like there's random note choices and things. And so it can kind of sound jarred. But I think part of it is to add to the feel of the game, which is like, oh, we've got to go defuse a bomb. We've got to go save these people. You know, there's more of a storyline element. Um, and, and it's less of that easygoing, you know, club, jazzy, New Jack swing feel to it. Yeah. And you know what? It, it's the more I play the game, the more I enjoy it. I will say that. And, and playing the Japanese version, I think is, is a must. Um, but yeah, what, what happened is like anything you, you, you want to try something different. I think he could have made this, they, they could have made the same soundtrack like they did with two and, and people would have been happy, but I don't know that it would have necessarily fit the feel of Streets of Rage 3. Yeah. Cool. That's kind of my thought. I like it. I always thought Streets of Rage 3 got a bad rap, but I'm just kind of a fanboy of Streets of Rage. So. <laughs> so, well, speaking of Streets of Rage, there's four coming out. I won't go into that now, but that's going to be really cool. We'll cover yes. that on paper, probably a Patreon. So, anyways, yes, and also uh, Hardcore is coming out. Yeah, which is an unre- unreleased Mega Drive game that looks a bit like Turrican. Yeah, but really cool. It's good stuff going on with Sega. I like it. So, uh, Joseph Garris. Oh, asks, and Tanglewood. God, yeah, Tanglewood. Tanglewood. I forgot. That's out right now. We'll have to do yeah. a Patreon on that, Stan. I need to go find my prize on that because I, I uh, donated to that and never got my stuff. I think it's because I moved. I've been sitting at the wrong spot. But uh, anyways, <laughs> Joseph Garris asks, what did you dream about being as a kid? Example, president, astronaut, race car driver, etc. I wanted to be a chef when cool. I was a kid. I really did. and I, I love to cook. <laughs> I can tell you what I made this morning for my kids. I made banana pancakes. Nice. So, hey, they liked it. Yeah, I, I mashed up bananas and uh, mixed it in with the pancake batter. And yeah. So, yeah, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a chef. That was pretty much it. I liked food a lot. I was a chubby kid, and I liked to eat. So, <laughs> I was once called the human garbage disposal. Oh, wow. So, there you go. <laughs> garbage bell kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh no. What a bad movie. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. What we got next here? Oh, Joseph had one more question. Um, he says, what is the one game that got away? For me, it was Evo, the search for Eden. I saw it a few years ago and didn't pick it up and wish I had knowing what I know now. Ooh, the one game that got away. Um, yeah, you know what? I just thought of this. Rolling Thunder 2 and 3 to an extent, but especially Rolling Thunder 2, I remember seeing it on the shelves at my local 
rental store like for purchase and this was back when you could just they were getting rid of their sega genesis stock and i always regret not picking that one up when i could have and i don't think it's that expensive but i just played that and it's a really fun game and it's a (laughs) two-player co-op game if you like the rolling thunder series at all yeah it's pretty cool and for the ladies you can play as a lady that's right and for the guys who like playing as ladies you can play as a lady (laughs) that's exactly right good stuff all right next one comes from timmy mac we just talked about timmy a little bit ago Uh, t mac t mac chop on timmy um are you or have you ever been into any multiplayer online games by nature i'm i'm not into them but i haven't played a few mmos and casually play overwatch Oh, yeah. Uh, so my girlfriend plays a lot of World of Warcraft. I didn't oh, meet cool. her on that, but uh, she got me to start playing that recently. And I, you know, I enjoy it. I play it pretty casually. I'll, I'll jump in every now and then when I have time. Um, but I remember I played Final Fantasy. I want to say Final Fantasy. 14 before that and that's a really enjoyable mmo and i don't know if you guys remember <laughs> i remember the heat heat.net and then there was like a sega service um i want to say sega was part of that somehow but there was heat.net and you could play duke nukem 3d online oh, yeah. and you could play uh you know, there, there were these games that, that I like to play on that service um, and stuff like the original Diablo on Battle.net and the very first system that we used to go online was the Sega Saturn and we had Duke Nukem on that and I think we had Daytona but I don't remember us ever using it to play online against someone or play with them uh, co-op so yeah. But that was, mm, I think, the very first internet we had was the Sega Saturn Netlink. Cool. Did you ever play, this is my asking a question, you kind of remind me of this, I used to play a lot of that game uh, RuneScape when I was in high school, because I could, oh, I, could, yeah. I, could, I could pull that up on like the uh, you know, the browsers in class. Yeah. And I heard they were getting ready to release that on uh, mobile devices. It's going to be like a re-release of that game, so that's kind of cool. I always like that game. That is interesting. Yeah. It's, it's not much to look at, but it's... <laughs> no. It's it's like playing a online game at the lowest lowest possible setting, but it's <laughs> but it's, it's fun. fun right? I yeah. I remember playing a little bit of it, yeah, and seeing kids play it at school for sure. Oh, well, I'm I'm looking right now. You can pre-register for it on the Google Play. So there you go. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Mark your calendars, kids. Pretty cool. So. All right. Next question comes from Gabe Van Giller. Gabe says, "Aaron, what's your personal favorite Sega Genesis music?" You went there. Uh, it's kind of a toss-up. I Sonic Two holds a very special place in my heart, as does. Uh, it's hard for me to pick one, so I just I kind of throw out a couple. Uh, Streets of Rage Two, Shining Force Two. There's a lot of twos in here. <laughs> I feel like that's when like composers really hit their stride. Uh, um, and then there's like Gauntlet Four. More there's fours in here. Also, there's Thunder Force four, kind of a toss up between three and four there. Uh, devilish, just really 
really, really good stuff. And someone's going to kill me for not including some other game. Fantasy Star 4. Another 4 has a phenomenal soundtrack. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other stuff. But yeah. Even uh, Toe Jam and Earl. I can get down yeah. on that in Comic Zone. But yeah, th- those are kind of my go-to favorites i think and and yeah there's a ton of other amazing soundtracks uh like troubleshooter the, the sequel to that game if you ever play the, the japanese sequel to it i forgot what the name battle something i can't pronounce uh, <laughs> but that's got an amazing soundtrack uh yeah those are kind of my go-to games cool man all right so then michael kelso comes on here and just asked a completely worthless question. Actually, it's kind of funny. Of course. It's, it's a gif of Michael Scott asking, uh, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> why do you choose to be the way that you are? Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I think it's just, uh, I blame my parents <laughs> and my poor up- upbringing. It's just poor stock. It was the, the runt <laughs> of the litter. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's because they let me play so much Nintendo early on and I think <laughs> it just scrambled my brain. And then I saw the light and we got a, a Sega Genesis. So all, all was well after that. Saw the light. <laughs> there you go, Mike. Now stop asking stupid questions. All right. Next one comes from, uh, <laughs> Daniel Walker. If there was one SNES exclusive game you could port to the Sega Genesis, which one would it be? How about the one that was planned that was going to come out and it was even advertised? And that was Lufia. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> so that's one. No, mine would probably be my, my favorite SNES game, which would probably be Chrono Trigger. I yeah. think that's my favorite game on the system so that one that one holds up so well today i got and a lot of rpgs do but that one does so well and i think it's it was just like the perfect storm it was the perfect confluence uh it was like a dream team of developers you know you you had the artists from dragon ball z you had planners and uh, artists from final fantasy and dragon quest kind of teaming up to to put stuff together and you had music from Yasunora Mitsuda and Nobuo Uematsu you had just jaw-droppingly gorgeous music and I, I you know some people say that well the Sega Genesis can't do orchestral music that well and to that I say well maybe composers just haven't been given the opportunity to really try i think there's there's a few standout uh composers that can do it justice uh, and if not you know what just there there have been a few games where there's like a sega cd add-on hey there you go sega cd add-on music or put it on <laughs> sega cd and it's perfect i will cheat and say just do that there you go so there you go <laughs> very cool all right the next one <laughs> brian ness asks um is your refrigerator running? <laughs> I love that guy. Brian, Brian Ness, <laughs> uh, Toby Comey. Um, he's a really cool dude. Uh, to answer that question. Yes. 
It's, I mean, I hope so, or else I couldn't eat the food inside it. Um, yeah, so, so Brian actually, he does music under the name Toby Comey. He was uh, on the, what was it, YM 2017 release that I was on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was also on the recent Chiptunes Equals Win Volume 7 release that I was on. He he wound up on there uh which is it's hard to get on there you know it's one of those many will enter and few will win uh, um <laughs> so i was glad he made it on and he's just a, a really cool guy and he makes awesome artwork that he shares in our group sometimes as well cool so yeah we appreciate yeah. you cool all right our good friend nick demarco asks which nick Apologies, I owe you an article on the site. You sent me one, and I need to put it on the website. So if you're listening to this, man, very sorry about that. Anyways, Nick asks, is your face blurry because you did something awful so your innocence is being protected? <laughs> I can't even remember which picture is up there of me. You're been definitely, that long. You're, you're rocking a couple of keyboards, and it looks like you've been headbanging, and the only thing blurry in the picture is your face. Got some cool glasses on and a hoodie. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, good question. Don't know. Well, can, can you tell me the question again? Maybe I can. He says, "Is your face blurry because you did something awful? So your innocence is being protected." Yes, I am in the witness, <laughs> the Sega Witness Protection Program. There you go. No, I'm actually in the Witless Protection Witless. Program. There you go. That's even better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, he actually had a real question. He says, uh, also, obviously, Streets of Rage ruled the roost for beat-em-ups on, on the Genesis. But if an arcade only of the same genre were to have a Genesis port, or heck, even a series, which could go toe-to-toe with Streets of Rage? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I think Final Fight was pretty close. That's about the closest approximation. Um, there's also a Violent Storm, which is really good. Um, yeah. That's a pretty solid one. I, I got to check out a bunch of beat-em-ups. I'm just trying to think what was actually... Um, you know what? The Golden Axe port we never got. The one that was arcade-exclusive. Revenge of Death Adder. Yeah, yeah. That one was a really solid beat-em-up. So I would have loved to have seen that, for sure. And, you know, there's a host of uh, Konami and, and Capcom beat-em-ups and, and stuff like uh, Knights of the Round and D&D. Those are D&D was good. both really good games that I uh, kind of wish. D&D would have had to have had probably a cut-down port on the Sega Genesis, but that was a really good one. And it did get ported to the Sega Saturn, if I recall right. I think so. Yeah. And then later to everything, like you can get it on PS3 and all these <laughs> systems. Cool. Good question. And you know what? Nick Nick didn't actually troll us that time, so. Yeah, I know. That was kind of nice. Good on, good on Nick. Turning a new leaf. Trying to find. That's what it's called. Do you remember the beat-em-up called uh, Crime Fighters? It was in an uh, arcade. Konami uh, vaguely, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I always liked that game. They had it at a uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that at a department store. I used to play very uh, 
uh, renegade looking. <laughs> if you remember. Yeah, it was. It wasn't the one. Um, no, I was thinking about one where it's like a jailbreak Konami game. But no, this one you were like busting up uh, crooks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I remember this one. And then, and then Crime Fighters 2, which I played a lot more of that. Electric Boogaloo, yeah. Yeah, that was really good too. So. <laughs> All right, anyways. I think it was called Vendetta in the United States, if I'm looking up that right. If you remember that one. I'd have to look it up. I might have played it, played it, but there are just yeah, so many. There are so many arcade beat 'em ups that you will never play them all. Yeah, I remember Vendetta because you had like a uh, barbed wire wrapped uh, baseball bat. <laughs> so, oh, fantastic! Yeah. I remember uh, Ninja Baseball Batman. Ninja <laughs> Baseball Batman. <laughs> yeah. That one's a cool beat 'em up, and Bucky O'Hare. That was Bucky a cool was good. beat 'em up game. I always thought it was a shame that X Men and The Simpsons didn't get uh, uh, ports to the Sega Genesis. I think they could have. Yeah, Simpsons was just iconic. That was a great beat 'em up game. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's get back to these questions. I always get sidetracked when I. Uh, talk about my beat-em-ups so uh chris murray says is there an snes exclusive game that you wait a minute is that the same question i just read what oh, no no it, that... this is a very similar question uh oh, okay chris murray asked a very similar similar question to what sure. walker asked he says uh is there an snes exclusive game that you think would have been way better on the genesis for one reason or another oh would have been better on the sega genesis yeah yeah, yeah um let's see I think there's certain games that okay, so Gradius three, <laughs> I think would have ran better. I I think Sega Genesis is just the king of shoot 'em ups, and I think as an exclusive that Gradius three would have played better on the Sega Genesis. It wouldn't have had the same slowdown. Cool. And you can quote me on that one. Uh, most people think of sports games. I'm trying to think of a really good uh, exclusive sports game for the Super Nintendo, though. I think there was like Konami's Konami give had like Give and <laughs> yeah, Go. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's the one I thought of. I was <laughs> like, um, that's that's one I can think of. I remember playing NCAA basketball a bit because it like the Mode Seven, and there was like a hockey game that did that too. But yeah. Yeah, uh, Bill Lambeer. No, that game was not that great. <laughs> that top top down yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of a wacky. I kind of like sports games that uh, are like, you know what? Um, you like the game of basketball? This game is nothing like it. <laughs> I kind of like sports games that just break the rules and say, yeah, this is this is space football. It's nothing like football. Like, where the game just has the audacity to call it a sport that it's totally not. It's like, oh, it has two nets and a ball-shaped thing um, that you're trying to maneuver, but you play it <laughs> in cars. Um, yeah, I think that's Rocket League. But uh, <laughs> I think space football was Rocket League before there was a Rocket League space is what I'm football. trying to say. Mutant League football is kind of space football. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, you do play it in space, right? Yeah, or you yeah. play it on the moon. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, unless you can think of other 
Mega Man Soccer, maybe? Ooh, uh, I forgot um, about that. Yeah, that would have been cool. Or, heck, man, I would have loved to have seen more Fire Pro games on the Sega Genesis. Oh, gosh, I think yeah. they could have done great. Su- I think Super- the one we got was okay, the but, Gaiden yeah. one. But, but Super, Super Fire Pro X is probably like my favorite Fire premium, Pro yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's just because I like the look of that one even more than the more modern ones yeah, that have it, come out. It plays great. It's got a great roster. I mean, it's it's one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, Jim Jones asks, "Nice shirt. Where can I buy one? Where can you buy one? Uh, was this when I was wearing the uh, You Have Died of Dysentery shirt? <laughs> I'm not sure." Is that what shirt I was wearing? Yeah, it looks like you, got, like a, a, you got a hooded sweater, and I can't really see what's on the... The, the, the shirt itself is like some sort of neon green, right? Uh, no, it's kind of blue looking. Blue? Oh. I'm gonna, are, you, are you telling me I'm going to have to look at my own shirt? I'm going to send you a link. <laughs> Let's see. Where yeah. They are. Here it is. Control V, paste. Enter. You are you go. putting it in Skype or are you putting <laughs> oh, sorry, it on I'll, Facebook? I'll put it on the messenger. No, that's okay. Let me go to messenger real quick. <laughs> this is interlude live. Yes, interlude. <laughs> oh, okay. I recognize it now. That's my snatcher shirt. So, oh, cool. I picked that up on Redbubble. Redbubble. Yeah. There you go. Hey, you know what? I. I hate to mention this again, but I don't think I have mentioned it, actually. Did I mention the fact that I released an album? A new album. No, but you yes. need to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to break in here and tell you guys. I released a new album, which you can pick up for Pay What You Want on Bandcamp. And it's like uh, it will soon be everywhere else. But if you go to Bandcamp, you go to diamusic.bandcamp.com. And I'm typing. I'm typing a note. My, right, I'm typing a note right yeah, now to put the link um, in the show notes. So. <laughs> my new album is called Fall Damage. It's a reference to the time <laughs> when I fell uh, on stage, and I've even included the video of that occurrence and an animated GIF uh, with the album when you download it. And so you get 33 songs, and uh, they're not all like super long or anything, but you get 30. Three songs, 22, which are Sega Genesis tracks. And it's all original music. Some songs are covers, but uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. Please check it out and support me if you wish. I would love it very much. And I'm going to work on getting things out there like a physical release. I'm thinking about releasing it on a USB stick, on uh, also doing a tape cassette release and some other cool things down the line so the other thing is when you download it uh, you also get bonus tracks and you will get access to the source files that you can load up in Deflamask and also VGMMM tracker so if you ever want to see how I'm making the Sega Genesis music well now you can check it out so there's my shameless plug for the evening. Very cool. And again, that link will be in our show notes, so go check that out. Yeah. All right. So who we got next? Jeffrey LaRue asks, You need to choose one oh, game you need to choose one game to the moon with you. One. 
Why is it Sonic 3? <laughs> <laughs> I love these questions where it's like, I'm yeah. going to put the answer to the question in in the question. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Jeff. He he helped master my album as well. Oh, cool. uh, he's, he's Game Genie Soccer Love, which uh, we mentioned very early on. Uh, not very early, but we mentioned him at one point when he released his EP. Yeah. Anywho, uh, to answer your question, Jeff. Oh boy, uh, that's tricky. What what do I think has a lot of replay value? I know I've gone back and forth on this, and I feel like uh, I like. Sonic 2 is one I go back to a lot. Uh, Streets of Rage 2. And I think... I don't know. I also go back to Shadowrun and Gunstar Heroes. But man, I am the worst when it comes to... You've got to pick one. Yeah, me too. This, this might change. So if it can't change, and I've got to... You know... Let's say I have to show the Space Aliens... One, one one Sega Genesis game to represent them all, um, <laughs> or something like that. Oh, this is how we're going to understand your culture better. Uh, man, I don't know. I'll go ahead and go with the. Uh, I'll go with Shining Force too. I'll just nice. pull that out of thin air because that's just one of those games. I think is just perfect. It's one of those ones I can play. And you don't have to play it the same way each time. You can build up different party members, but uh, it's just a really smooth, smooth game. And I love it. Very it's cool. one of my favorites. When I was a kid, I would play it on my Nomad, too. So there you go. <laughs> I need a Nomad, speaking of that. All right. Yes. <laughs> okay, next question comes from Keith Jones. And Keith asks, have you ever seen someone smash the backboard in NBA Jam, even though the ball bounced off the rim? I've never heard of it until I did it 10 minutes ago. Also, what is your favorite game and why has it NBA Jam? <laughs> I, you know what? I do love NBA Jam, and I'm pretty sure I've seen that happen before. <laughs> I will say it was crazy. I was at my brother's um, birthday party. Uh, no, it was it was my nephew's birthday party, but he, he had an SNES Classic set up, and he had hacked ROMs in there. And one of them was a current roster hack of NBA champ. Oh, that's awesome. And so you could play as LeBron James and so on and so forth. <laughs> that's cool. And it was, it was pretty cool. Um, it was the wrong system, but I, I love <laughs> NBA jam. The, you know, what's funny. I had a black and white TV. It was the very first TV that I think we had when I, when I shared uh, I shared a room with my older brother, and, and when we got our own TV, the first one we had was like this really tiny black and white one, and that that's what we played Sega Genesis on for a while until like you know we'd sneak the Sega Genesis into the other room and use our brother's bigger TV. Uh, but yeah, I remember playing a lot of NBA Jam on that TV. To be honest, so yeah, man, it's. There's some crazy stuff you can do in NBA Jam, um, and I just I love it. Even if you don't like sports games, I've I've always heard this from people. Like people who don't really get down on NBA games can can dig NBA Jam quite a bit. And yeah. what's crazy is I uh, 
played one of those Game Gear to Master System conversions. It was really weird playing NBA Jam on the Master System. <laughs> because that's a game you think about being squarely in the 90s. And at least in the U.S., uh, the Sega Master System died out by about 1990, 91. Uh, so it was just really strange playing it and it's fairly faithful it's a little choppier but it still looks and plays like nba jam so cool all right yes, well, sir what we got next here chris vanderhoff just posts a picture of a guy shaking his head yes so <laughs> and says is that you <laughs> i can't remember what movie that was from <laughs> i have no idea sometimes he throws out like these Wacky references. Uh, that's kind of something that Eric Purcell does as well. <laughs> Shout out to Eric. Yeah, Eric. Throw cool. me some random reference or some video, and I'm like, man, I, I don't know if I know this. <laughs> then he posts a uh, GIF of uh, Night at the Roxbury when uh, Jim Carrey was guest starring, just banging their heads to What Is Love. I'm assuming. I mean, that makes sense. And then he actually asks a question. He says, ask Nick when the NES slash 90s podcast is coming back. I love it when he throws out, ask Nick. Let me ask Aaron so you can ask Nick. I think oh, your buddy, uh, your buddy Mo Ryan, your buddy Ryan, that's up to him, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, we've never really talked about uh, resurrecting it. Although maybe we can make that a special Patreon episode where I just bring yeah. Ryan on and just chat with him. He, uh, he would, he'd go for that. <laughs> I, I think actually, so. I actually just had lunch with Ryan today. That was a good time. His family and my family yes. all ate at a little Italian restaurant. Good guy right there. Nice. He's uh he's full fledged into uh Fort Fortnite with his son. <laughs> so they're they're playing. Oh yeah, my stuff. kids do the Fortnite uh dances, yeah, the dances. And, and everything. I'm like that's I'd like have to explain to him. That's not where the dance came from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Came from the backpack kid, right? <laughs> There's actually right. a cool video showing all the originations of those dances, which I thought was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, anyways. and what's funny is I remember those real quick. I remember like seeing dances and stuff like that, which show up in like Uncharted. Yeah. But Fortnite's where it just became huge, and that game's kind of become all encompassing now. Yeah. I mean, it's all the kids like. Some kids, that's all they want to talk about is playing that game. Absolutely. So, uh, Barnaby Jones asks, what role do video games play in the death of Toys R Us? Ooh. What mm, What role? Yeah. I don't know what role they would play other than being part of it. Like, I think maybe the fact that people like to buy games online more because they don't have to deal with people pushing sales and things on them. But that's more at GameStop where it's like they push you to pre-order and (laughs) to get this, that, and the other. Um, I think generally people just don't like to go into stores as much to pick up video games and to pick up toys. Um, And Toys R Us is just kind of becoming a dinosaur in that respect. Kind of like yeah. how we used to love going into Blockbuster and Hollywood Video to get videos. And now that seems like such a distant memory. But, you know, we used to have our membership cards and, you know, you'd have to deal with late fees. And, and now everything is just like, oh, I guess you can go to the Red Box or you can stream it or you can 
it's just changed. Things have changed quite a bit. What, what we still don't have with video games, though, is a very good way to stream things. And even with Nintendo, like bringing out their own streaming service for their NES games, I think that's cool. But it's not perfect. Yeah, um, I've, I've actually really been enjoying that. I've, I've been playing that yeah, a lot lately. I'm like, why did you make it? Did they really make it X and and uh, A uh, instead of Y and B? Well, yeah, control? It's, it's A and B, and it's yeah for Mario. Yep, yep. Or just for all the games, yeah. But it's really hard playing Mario that way because you usually kind of want the uh, ones that are I don't know, a little bit closer to the uh, screen. But yeah, yeah, it's not it's not the easiest thing. I I can adapt. A lot of people are complaining about that, but yeah, it's kind of it'd be better the other way around. Yeah, it would. And I, I blame Nick on that. I mean, yeah, he's, might as well. He's on their R and D. It's just his fault. Yeah, I, 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 I am Nintendo guilty. trader. Yeah, I'm guilty in loving the Switch about as much as I love the Dreamcast. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's one of those systems I'm like, uh, it's all good. It's really one of my it's favorite little consoles. Good. I, and that's what I hear. People who like it really like it. So I, I don't have one myself, but if I do get a chance to get one, hey, maybe I'll be yeah. singing its praises too. And, and cool. until the Dreamcast 2 comes out, anyway. Yeah, cool news, Sega fans. They just released uh, Sonic the Hedgehog as a standalone title and um, one of the Lightning Force games, kind of random, as a standalone title. Uh, they get them for like $7.99 on the eShop there on the Switch, so very cool. And I'm really, I know I asked you about this the other day too, Aaron, uh, wanting to dig into Valkyrie Chronicles. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Val- yeah. Yeah. The fourth one came out on the Switch, and that looks cool. Uh, I know it's kind of like a strategy RPG, but with some real-time shooting mechanics, from what I'm Yes, sir. Sweet. Yeah, and so if you liked uh, the Mario versus Mario plus Rabbids game, yeah, exactly. uh, in, in a similar vein to that, um, and with a fun, engaging story, kind of set in an alternate universe, uh, World War two era but with like i think you know a bunch of japanese anime influence but yeah the the first game that came out originally on the ps3 was really good and i played a bit of it cool and that's a sega game so there you go so if people say sega doesn't make good games anymore i point them towards that and yakuza and not much else <laughs> <laughs> that's good there's a few more I mean, they publish the Persona games now. So, all right, that's good. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Two more. We got one from Joshua Rager. And he says, how do you usually use the PSG when you make Genesis music? Oh, okay. It's because some people don't actually use PSG at all. You listen to, like, Toe Jam and Earl. They don't use any PSG. Castlevania Bloodlines, another favorite soundtrack of mine, does not use any PSG. And so what we talk about when we say PSG is... The Sega Master System chip, which is three 50% square waves plus a noise channel, which is where you can do uh, sound effects or you can do noise hats. So how I normally use PSG in in my music is uh, if I need to fill a lot of chords sometimes, if I don't have enough notes um free i can use it to add extra notes to fill it out uh, in a lot of cases i will um use a psg channel when i'm making music to add some echo uh to, to back up the melody and add some extra echo to that it gives it a 
interesting sound, I think. So I will do that. So that's mainly what I do. There, there's some cool effects you can do also. Like I, I could throw in some arpeggiated chords or some different cool effects. Uh, but that's mainly what I do because it's a 50% square wave. That's pretty much what you're limited to there. So, yeah. Sweet, man. All right. Last question comes from our very own Landon Long. He says, will we ever see a sequel to Snatcher? And will it be called Grabbed? In all seriousness, <laughs> I would love to find out what happened to Gillian after Neoko. <laughs> uh, you know what? Good, good question. Because the end of Snatcher was left open-ended. Like, uh, I'm not going to ruin it, but uh, it was definitely an open-ended ending. And I wonder... And here's the thing, too. The original Snatcher was an un... Like, the game literally ended during the second chapter and in the Sega CD version, they turned it into three chapters. So it was even more unfinished before that. Um, I know there was a, a radio drama, uh, that's since been translated, uh, um, that kind of dealt with a prequel to the game. Uh, but I don't think a, a sequel has ever been discussed. And plus, with Kojima, since it was a Hideo Kojima game, um, what he ended up doing after Snatcher in that vein was Police Knots, which was sort of in the same universe, but not really having to do with Gillian, um, that main character. Uh, what I will say is, if you get the chance, check out SD Snatcher, uh, um, which I think has been fans translated on the MSX2. You can check that out. And it kind of fleshes out more of the story of Snatcher uh, because it's more of a full-fledged RPG. And so you get interactions and things that you didn't get in the version you probably played. And <laughs> the combat's interesting because it plays a bit like if you ever played Vagrant Story, or Fallout 3, where you can target different body parts. That's yeah. that's what you do in that game. So it's pretty interesting. <laughs> All right. So, cool. yeah. Was that the last one? That was the last one, my friend. Woo! All right. I throat was starting to get a little dry. <laughs> so, but we nailed them. We, we nailed did. Them. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I think this would be pretty cool for our Patreon listeners. So this is where we're going to end the recording for tonight. And I'm going to hit stop recording here in a second. But I'm going to give this on the Patreon feed as a sneak peek into our episode behind the scenes. Unedited, raw, Aaron and Nick, first half of the show. So there you go, Patreon listeners. Hope you enjoyed this. Sounds good. Yeah. Aaron, game on. Game on, Nick. Game on! Yeah, game on! Sega! All right. Uh, Rystar, Restar. 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 <laughs> How do you say it? Doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> I, uh, I, you know what? I didn't play it as a kid. Jumping right in, but uh, yeah. I used to call it Ristar. Yeah, me neither. Um, I actually wrote down for my memories uh, none. I actually, I don't think I even saw this at my rental store. Uh, I honestly haven't played this game until probably about two years ago when I uh, bought the uh, the real bad at games handheld. Uh, Sega thing, and it was it was a part of that package, and then I also downloaded it on the Android, which that's an uh, awful awful way to play this game, but uh, I did play it that way. 
But yeah, I didn't really play this at all. I, I saw the character. I know, I believe I saw him in uh, one of the Sega All-Star Racing games as well. But never played it until a couple years ago, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, I uh, I remember seeing Ristar, as, as I'm going to call him. I remember seeing this little guy who's shaped like a star and has, like I guess, a, a black... He's like completely black, right? His body, it's almost like a ball. <laughs> it's like a completely black ball with a yellow star attached to it almost. <laughs> with shoes. Kind of like, yeah, like Cool Spot, but a star, right? Right, right. And what a weird time when this game came out. It was 1994, 95, and Sega was kind of on the cusp of transitioning over into the into 3d you know and 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 then to launch a new mascot on the (laughs) sega genesis at this time just seems insane to me just because yeah you have the built-in audience but man um but yeah i i do regret not playing this game i played it in emulation years ago but it was one that i don't remember playing on my Sega Genesis as a kid. And I regret that, because it's really interesting. Yeah. And I definitely uh, I, I definitely agree with you. It's like this mascot came a little too late. Especially made from Sega. I thought that was kind of strange. You would see more third-party mascot-type games at this point, but not from Sega. So I thought that was very uh, I don't know, kind of brave, but kind of I don't want to say dumb at the same time, but it's like, hey, you're getting ready to have PlayStation, Sega Saturn, and Nintendo 64. Let's throw a mascot right out the way. But anyways, but you were right. This game did come out in 1995, uh, February 16th, 1995. It was developed and published by Sega of America, composed by Tomako Sazaki. Sazaki, if I'm saying that right, who also worked on games like uh, Super Smash Brothers and Space Channel 5, Sonic Adventure, uh, Burning nice. Rangers, Sonic Colors. There's all kinds of cool stuff on here. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, World of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse. So, great resume from this one. So, I thought that was really cool. And I personally liked the music in this game. Um, thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was great. The music is somewhat, I'd say, it has some similarities to Sonic. And that you've got some new jack swing and you've yeah. got some very uh, brass driven pop music, but there's some really interesting tracks in here. A lot of cool, like the first level music is a uh, samba. And then uh, each, each stage, um, so what it's broken up, each stage has two levels in it. And the second level is usually some sort of, uh, it's either going to be a remix of the first stage and introduce new music with a similar theme or it's just completely different music yeah. that fits in the theme of the the planet you're on because your character he's a star and he's out <laughs> to rescue his, his poppy his uh, his pappy and he's uh, got to so travel from planet to planet to uh, yeah. I, I don't know if he's rescuing each planet or exactly what he's doing but spoiler alert by the end of the game he reunites with with Pappy. Yeah, I'll... and and there's a cool intro that kind of introduces thing. Before we jump into that though, um, I did one of there. There was a uh, I think it was one of the designers of this game that worked on. Oh my goodness! I'm trying to see because there's like two designers on this. 
He's like the chief designer. Um, there we go. Yes, the senior game designer, which is Takeshi Nimura, um, actually was the main designer on Nights into Dreams. Yeah. As well as working on Zaxxon's Mother Base 2000 on the 32X. It's crazy. Did you, you know what's really strange? Did you happen to play this on the Game Gear? Like, I accidentally downloaded the Game Gear ROM. Uh, I, what's, what's funny is I played it on the Master System because <laughs> <laughs> it's not officially on the Master System, but I want to say there was a, uh, well, the version I had, uh, I was able to play it on my EverDrive. And, you know, it's pretty interesting. From what I understand, is uh, it was released around the same time as the Sega Genesis version, yeah, it like and it's got time. some levels that are similar, but there's some unique levels, and then there's also unique, like they expanded some of his uh, abilities, which we haven't really gotten into. Nah, nah. What makes Ristar? Because if you look at screenshots of Ristar, you're like, hey, this looks a lot like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, it does, big time. But it's not, and I don't even think it's the same team. It's not, it was a different division of Sega. I don't think it was the core Sonic team because I don't see any of the main guys from that team. Yeah. Now it says it was developed by Sonic team, but maybe the, the folks who worked on the actual Sonic games weren't part of it. I don't know. I just, yeah, all, all the sources I've seen. The, yeah. Just, yeah, I, I've heard that, but I've also heard that there was a different division at Sega or. Yeah. or within that team that worked on it that wasn't working on Sonic. Either way, you're right, though. The backgrounds, I mean, you could throw Sonic into this game and think, oh, it's a Sonic game, because it it looks that much like a a Sonic game. But But it's almost like um, Sonic with the wild inventiveness of like uh, Gunstar Heroes or Dynamite Heady is the best way I can describe it. Just with the way you interact with the environment it's much more of a um exploration game where they want you to um go through the level and each level is a unique experience and completely different from the last level you played you'll use the same mechanics but everything kind of shifts around and changes you you get to do different cool things in it and just to go back real quick, I didn't actually buy the cart to this. I've been, I, I tried my best to get it. It's just a little expensive right now. It's actually going for about $32 loose and $101 complete in box. So it's definitely not not an easy one to get your hands on. I have it on my uh, my uh, flashback HD that I always talk about, or I just talked about earlier in the show. Um, but um, So I, I played it on that, so I guess that's legit, whatever you want to call it. But I uh, used a lot of save states, I, I will will be honest. But real quick, before we jump too far in, I do want to kind of go over the summary of the game. I wrote down uh, this game from Moby Games as well, but uh, a couple paragraphs here. It says, uh, the evil tyrant Greedy has arisen to control a solar system full of sentient beings. He has all, he has corrupted the leaders of each world and thereby enslaved the entire populace. He has also sent his minions in the disguise of planet natives into the worlds to enforce his rule. A lush forest planet, the last planet, and the tyrant's agenda manages to send a call of help to the solar system's little ancient hero before being overrun. However, Greedy has even managed to remove the great hero. Yet he did not count on the interfa- interference of the hero's son, Rystar. The player takes control of Rystar in his attempt to liberate the solar system. So there you go. <laughs> not too much to it. And apparently, if uh, the story's correct, he was originally planned to be a rabbit and <laughs> have extendable ears. Ooh. 
that'd work. Yeah, that, that's a, it. Would have been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the stars, uh, what kind of stars wear sunglasses? Ooh. Movie mm. stars. Oh. <laughs> Wait, was that a joke? Uh, not a good one. But I told it. <laughs> I'm back. Right. I'm back. Kids. It was on this. He's back. It's only been a. It's been over a month. Been I a think while. I played this game a month ago, and I'm like, oh man, I hope I remember. I had to play this game today to refresh my yeah, memory. I beat it a while back, and I had to play it some more just to <laughs> get back I into it. I forgot if I beat it. I was like, did I beat it? No, I got to the last boss, and I did not beat the game. But like you, um, the first time I played it, I had to use save states. Yeah. And then the second time, I was a little more comfortable with the game. And there, there is a little bit of memorization in the boss patterns. Much like Knights. I mean, yeah. the, there's some definite kinship between this game and Knights, and a lot of that is uh, the unique bosses and, uh, and different and I, and things you do. Yeah, and the, the thing is, too, I, I use save states, but I don't think I, if I would have played this a little bit, if I had more time invested in this, I don't think I would need them because I, I didn't think anything was unfair. I thought the game, it, it like you said, it had its patterns. It was easy to get through the levels, in my opinion, but... Uh, I don't know, I just kind of use save states so I could blow through it and see if uh, I see if I liked it or not. But yeah, yeah, the levels aren't extremely long. No, not uh, at all. It's it's really just you have to pay attention a little <laughs> more than say Sonic, where you can kind of at least early on you could breeze through things. In this game, it wants you. There's a lot more verticality. There's a lot more bonuses and hidden areas to explore, and the rewards aren't that great in this game i would say but you know you you get things like um extra points which i think can give you more continues eventually and then you can also grab stars which you don't have rings in this game you have stars you have five (laughs) stars i think and of course when you lose your star what happens a star falls on your head and you die <laughs> a, little mor- a little morbid. You know, just a little morbid. It's not the most morbid death, but it's not like <laughs> Laura Croft in her new games where she just dies in all sorts of crazy ways. <laughs> I haven't played the newest one yet. I'll try those out. Yeah. Yeah, Laura Croft. So, um, yeah, um, and kind of not Laura Croft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rystar. Um, so did so did you have a favorite level? I I wanted to jump into mine. I think level four was my favorite. It's Planet Sonata. Yeah. The... Yes, I think that was my favorite just as a musician. <laughs> yeah, I, me too. That spoke to me, and, and the fact that it starts off kind of subdued, and then you realize that the further you get into it, your what was it? Your I, I know you're collecting these metronomes, <laughs> yeah. and then you get to a p- part where parts of the song start singing back at you like they sampled uh nonsensical lyrics <laughs> and it's mapped to different notes of the scale so this is a sega genesis game that actually has music in it with vocals yeah and i i thought level four was really imaginative where it's like a musical world and there's like staffs like musical staffs but they're they're like uh, almost like light poles, uh, and just the there's like an enemy that pops out. Uh, I think like a mid boss, and he's like a 
a bird with uh, sunglasses on and he's he's conducting um, characters on the screen to kill you. But <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. okay. And and it's cool because like you know the premise of this game is to me is like like kind of like playing parkour. Like you're yet you're you're a star with these big stretchy arms going from obstacle to obstacle. And one of the cool things about that level we're talking about the uh, grabbing poles where you kind of spin around. They're actually like these big old flutes. And uh, like every part of this level like has something to do with music, whether it's the the theme of the level or the enemies or or just the obstacles you're jumping over doing this what I call parkour but uh, every piece of that has something to do with music but I thought that was really cool that here I am doing some parkour on these giant flutes coming out (laughs) of the ground (laughs) yeah and I I think uh, you get to the next part of that stage and you're jumping on all sorts of organs and musical notes yeah recreating recreating the movie big where you're on the uh, giant pretty much (laughs) giant piano keyboard yeah (laughs) Little Tom Hanks, all right. Little Tom Hanks. <laughs> but um, it, it, it kind of going back to the gameplay. Like I, I, I love the mechanics of st- stretching out your arms and spinning on things and flipping and whatnot. But I felt like he moved a little slow. I, I don't. T- to me, I kind of wish there was a bit of a dash. Because I feel like there, if there's a little bit more speed in this game, the, the the movement and the parkour part of it, I keep going back to, may have just kind of flowed a little better. And I may be spoiled because I've been playing a lot of Spider-Man on PS4. And if anyone else who's Probably. played that game, my goodness, like the way you can web-sling <laughs> and fly all things, it's very... There's actually a parkour button on that game. And I think that's why I keep going back to that term. So, <laughs> I, I covered... Uh, I was just on a... Uh, Geekvolution? Geekvolution yeah. show, yeah. And that's coming out... It's Friday on 10 and we covered Spider-Man on the Sega Genesis because he's doing kind of a retrospective of different superhero video games. And so he wanted to talk about that one. And yeah, that's like the opposite <laughs> of what you're talking about. That game was... It no, like turns into like a stealth game. <laughs> no, that one, that, that's the one um, that it was kind of based around the animated series. Nope. Uh, it was... No, it's just a big no. <laughs> Don't do it. It's by the same guys who did the first X Men game, and it's just oh, okay, yeah. not that good. Not and and I I like X Men more than that, but it's it's a similar sort of where am I supposed to go now, and <laughs> why are the sound effects weird, and why is the jumping, you know, why in Spider Man it's like. Why can't I be a web slinger like I'm supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I that... thought the range of movement in in Ristar, Ristar, whatever. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, there were times where I got frustrated with the controls, where I felt like I didn't have quite as much range of motion as I wanted to. And part of me thinks that maybe that could have been alleviated if it had been released on, say, the Sega Saturn or. Or something with a with a 3D control. Uh, I think that was part of it. Was I, I felt like I could have had more control over the arms if I could have moved it in 16 directions instead of eight. But and that and, being the, said, and that, and that still, folks is why this game is almost unplayable on a uh, iOS or Android device. It was so I, I could hardly even hit diagonal in this game. Wait, is that how you played it? No, I, I just downloaded it for fun. It was like a two, you know, it's on that Sega oh. Ages thing, so it was like free. Oh, okay. So, okay. Whew. No, I, did, I only did it for a little while. I was just like, yeah, I wonder what it's like on because some, some of the games are like I can play Sonic on iOS. Okay, 
I can play some Streets of Rage, but this game with the precision of having to hit that diagonal just was not working for me. <laughs> this game has its own rhythm, and you're right; it does seem um, it does seem like he he strolls at a leisurely uh, pace compared to Sonic, where Sonic is just about running and going <laughs> places fast. I think the game really wants you to take in the environments a bit more and soak it in, I guess. Yeah. And I think this might have led uh, reviewers around the time it came out to think that, oh, maybe this is more of a the uh, a, a kid's game because there's more... I don't know. There, it it didn't have a serious feel to it, and around 1995, everything was so serious and <laughs> uh, just I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, folks. <laughs> it's late, but all to say, I I think where Nick lands is it. Some parts are a little too slow for him, but. Yeah. I, I want to say there's enough variety that it won't bother you too much once you get going in the game with with the beautiful graphics. Some of the best graphics you'll see on the Sega Genesis yeah. rivaling Sonic 3 or Vector Man. Oh, and, and, and to, to your point, I, I, I agree with where you're going, even though you didn't think you knew where you were going. At, at this I never know where I'm going. <laughs> at this time period, like anything that wasn't 3d especially when i got my got my sony playstation if a game wasn't in 3d i hardly gave it a chance at that time which makes me want to kick myself because i passed over games like symphony of the night like i i just thought well that's the 2d game i don't even want to play that i want to go play <laughs> uh you know uh croc or some stupid game like that that was a 3d platformer or you know all these fancy 3d fighting games and well and it's because we'd spent the last five six seven years however long playing these 2d platformers and that you were ready to try something new yeah. and kind of felt like it really had to stand out and be hyped up and and to be to be completely honest this game was not hyped up all that much no, not at all you know and, and you go back to that time period as well i don't think any 3d game did it right except for maybe like mario 64 because when i go back and try to play all those games in that era like to me they're almost unplayable <laughs> <laughs> but um but it, it, it kind of upsets me a little bit that someone I'm not... might fight you on that but uh well, not me don't don't worry i was just saying mario 64 that's i don't know what else out was out that was any good for maybe 3D. uh star fox star, oh, star fox okay uh panzer dragoon on the sega saturn on, um, but the thing, they're both on rails, right? So, <laughs> a little yeah, they're on there. rails. I think it's when you don't have to fight with the camera. Uh, yeah, Virtual yeah. Fighter 2 is a great 3D game, but it's still on a 2D plane. Yeah, the the problem was, and you said it with Croc, it's a 3D <laughs> platformer. It controls... Oh, it does not control that well. Which yeah. is funny, because it was the same guys who made Star Fox. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I don't know why where Croc came from. I think I had that game. I played it a lot. It was, so, here I am deep diving into my brain here, but Croc was originally supposed to be a Yoshi spinoff. Is that right? That got pitched to Nintendo, and Shigeru Marimoto was like, nope, denied. <laughs> and so they went ahead and made their own intellectual property, and I remember playing it on the Sega Saturn. I'm not seeing that story. My dad actually had it. On his own Sega Saturn. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good old Croc. 
This tangent brought to you by Aaron. <laughs> hey, I think I helped start that one, though. <laughs> Picking it back to 95. But I did have, like, Tekken 2. That was what a great thing. What were you doing 3D. in 1995? Oh, my. Where sixth. were you? Were you in West Virginia? I was. Sixth grade, I think. Fifth grade, sixth grade. Yeah. That sounds right. That was about the year I got my PlayStation. So. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I think I was in... I was in fourth grade in 1995 okay and then we definitely had a sega genesis i remember playing has super nintendo remember playing uh super metroid and super punch out and then sega genesis we got vector man around that time which was amazing and i think we had sonic 3 i remember we had a 32x and i uh, Sega CD and just all of the, the Sega add-ons. But for some reason, we didn't have this game. We didn't have Rystar, Ristar, Restar. <laughs> we did not have this game. I-Star, the R is silent. But, um... <laughs> so was there anything else you wanted to mention about any of the levels specifically or any of the bosses that stood out at you? Like the one you had to feed ice cream to? Yeah, that was funny. I, you know, I think one of the hardest bosses was probably like the mid-boss on level one. That snake that kind of came in between all the walls. I had more trouble with that thing than I did about any other boss I was fighting. It turns out, I mean, your your main ability is you throw out your arms and you grab, grab at things. And I just stood at the bottom of the screen and just let him come towards me. Yeah. <laughs> it was just to grab him until he just, he choked. That was it. Yeah, I will. I will say the uh, the variety of the levels were nice. Um, I'm just looking at screenshots, a little bit of a uh, brief overview of each level, and every one of the levels has a different background, different color palettes. I mean, it's very even when you go to the uh, level six after um, kind of the snow level. It's a planet automation. It's kind of like a manufacturing plant. It's like very very green, very gray, very dark, and then then you go back to like level one where everything's you know lush and very bright green and purples and yellows, and it, it's very I, I actually I really appreciated that and like the uh, the snow level where it's very white and uh, you know, purple backgrounds it's um, I don't know I just felt like you, a lot of games sometimes like your levels will carry over from each one and you kind of feel like you're in the same world but this one kind of gave, like, gave with, more of a... uh, I was gonna say with Sonic 2 it's very it's varied in that game but they'll like repeat some of the 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 look of the first level later on in the game and in this game i didn't feel like that i felt like it was pretty much unique every level because first you're doing the kind of the the jungle looking planet and then you're doing uh an underwater style planet and it just moves on from there you've got like a fire planet uh, where you throw statues yeah. to trigger traps which is neat that was cool i like that and you get launched in the air because of hot air, I think. <laughs> you know, and, and you, mentioned, you mentioned something there I completely forgot about was the uh, like the ability to swim. Like Rystar has this incredible knack for swimming incredibly fast, and it's and he can swim a lot better than Sonic can. I tell you that, Sonic. and he can hold his breath. It's better than I think some of the Mario stages. Better than some of the Donkey Kong stuff. So. I actually didn't mind because there are some games that have underwater levels, and they're a total a total slog. Yeah. Like I liked in this game, it, it, it was, uh, you, you get underwater, there's like a turbine that pushes you back through these spikes, but then you can <laughs> hold on to these handrails, and then as soon as it whooshes by and slows down, 
you can come up to it, uh, the turbine, and just knock yourself into it, and it shuts off. <laughs> Did you notice how the enemies kind of look like the the creatures from Poyu Poyu? Yeah. <laughs> or from you know, a Mean Bean Machine, where it's they've kind of they're like blobs with two eyes. So anytime you defeat an enemy, that's sometimes you defeat a boss in like a, a row of these little black blobs with wide eyes would come out. <laughs> I agree. So, um, where from here? Uh, so you said you beat the game. Did you think? I, uh, you know, I thought I beat the game, but I did not. <laughs> it was a month ago, folks. I know. Uh, it's hard to remember back that far, right? And we apologize for Yeah, big time. <laughs> Um, we, we do have a game plan. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that game plan is to get out more episodes. That's right. Okay. Kill you, kill you <laughs> but, with con- content. Yes, kill you with content. Just don't don't be really dead because we need the listeners. We need, we need you guys. <laughs> but yeah, I made it to the last level. And I want to say I died not on the last boss, but on the boss before that. And that's when I finally got a game over. And I was like, ah. Oh, <laughs> okay, but I played it on my EverDrive, so I was playing it on a real Sega Genesis. Nice. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was cool, and my kids thought the game was Sonic at first until they realized it was a star. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was playing in front of them, and I let them play it a bit, and they they seemed to enjoy it. I was looking here to see what other games. Uh... Rystar's been in, and I did confirm that he's been in, I guess it's a he, has <laughs> been in the uh, Sonic All-Stars Racing and the, the other ones, but it, he was also part of, I guess a lot of Sega characters were, um, and Shinmu and Shinmu 2, where you were uh, buying the little uh, uh, plastic capsules. I guess he's a character. Yeah. I, I don't remember seeing him in that, so I might have to go you back to know, um, I, I took my, yeah, I talked about this at the beginning of the episode, but I, I, I took my kids to that... Uh, anime Tokyo yeah. place they had those capsule toys oh that's cool yeah so they had those machines where you put in the money and get yourself a capsule yeah speaking of Shinmu I have not bought the uh, the uh, re-releases yet that's gonna be on like probably my weekend uh, trip <laughs> I, I gotta... that makes two of us but then again I don't buy much so yeah well I, I, <laughs> I spoiler I get on a Patreon episode soon and cover those games because yes. I probably don't even need to play them to sit here and talk about them all day. But anyways, uh, enough Shinmu. Back to Rystar. Um, so I know we briefly touched on you know, music and sound. What was your your uh, expert opinion on that, Mr. Aaron? <laughs> I thought the music was fantastic, especially yes. for late stage Sega Genesis music where it was either really good or it was really bad. There was no middle ground. <laughs> you're not kidding. Yeah. It's like uh, you're going to sound as good as Vector Man or you're going to sound like experts. <laughs> Just how it goes. Um, and this game is no exception. It, it To me, it rivals anything Sega had put out. Um, with a, a mastery of sound design, you've got all sorts of different instruments. You've got a mix of styles between samba and uh, jazz and big band. <laughs> and then you've got some drum and bass. You've got some techno, some 
chill stuff in the uh, aqua level. Yeah. In the aqua stage, kind of a little bit of trip hop flavor in there. And then you've got some classic Sonic-style New Jack swing in there later on in the game, and especially on the bonus stages, which we didn't cover so much, but each planet has a unique bonus stage you can find by traversing the level. And when you get there, it gives you a different challenge on each planet and how to complete it, which I thought was a nice touch yeah, and different from how Sonic would play it, which was we're going to like with Sonic 2 it's like we're going to start you at the beginning and if you can beat this level we'll give you the next level we'll give you the next bonus stage but in this one it's like okay whatever planet you're on uh, this is your ability to get I think it's uh, a bonus star you open the treasure chest you get a bonus bonus star bonus points and I don't want to say you, there's like a hidden ending or anything. I, pretty much you beat the game and you unlock. We didn't talk about the password system. But yeah, Sega kind of skimped out on this. And there's no save system. Unlike Sonic 3, there's no save system. There's a password system. But there's some interesting things. Like there's, a, I think there's a boss rush mode password you can unlock. And a stage select so you can practice those stages that Nick is terrible at. <laughs> and... There's a few other passwords. It's it's pretty interesting. <laughs> like cool. how I slipped that in there. Yeah, I like that. Just trying to make sure I was paying attention, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's cool. No, but then, like I said, I, I think I think this game's very beatable without save states or passwords. Um, but it, it, there there are times when it's a little frustrating. I did try to beat the first two stages without sta- save states today, and I I, I got through them. But if I would have kept going, I probably would have died about stage three or four. I probably <laughs> probably would have taken uh, continue or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, and there is like a star. Uh, there's like a a silver star you can get that will refill all of your health. And there's yeah, it just it depends on where you look, and then you you get a feel for the different environmental hazards in this game, like the spikes and the yeah. fire traps, and yeah, and how the different enemies work. Something real small that, that I really appreciate on this game, and I love this on platformers, but when you complete a stage, and this kind of gives a throwback of like jumping on the pole with Mario or jumping on the... Uh, like Kirby. Yeah. Kirby also, where I think it was Kirby's Dreamland 2 where you jump on a cloud, and depending on you know how far down the cloud was, and when you hit A, it's how far up you'd get, and you get bonus yeah. points. Just like in this game, you're being launched around what a, a pole, right? Yeah, and he's like spinning like incredibly fast, and like depending on when you let go, is how far you fly or whatever. And I just really I, that, that's just kind of a, of a like a satisfying feeling at the end, of the end of a stage. It's not just you know walking off the stage and oh great here I am. But I always thought Mario games did that real well, the Sonic games did it real well, and I thought it was kind of neat that they threw that incorporated that into this game as well. And then when you beat a planet, I thought it was really cool that you actually get launched out of the planet yeah, and yeah. into a star field. And there's a cool bit of music that plays that reminds me of uh, Star Star Fox for some reason <laughs> a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's it's just the presentation in this game is fantastic. Yep. I thought. I Did we talk agree. about? Uh, there, there's something I wanted to mention also on the dreaded Wikipedia that was talking about the localization of the game and that they made some changes when it came over to uh, to Europe and to 
states and so on and so forth. Um, so, like, in the main game here, you're trying to uh, reunite with your dad. And then the original Japanese game, there's a star goddess named Oruto who summons Ristar's help. So that was a different... I, I kind of like... Which happens if you beat the game and you let the credits roll. It does happen. At first, like, the credit roll in this game is very abrupt. Happens right after you defeat that, defeat that last boss. But if you stick with it, there is a little... It's kind of like a Marvel movie. It's a little bit at the very end. <laughs> Marvel movie? Yeah, I like that. That's right. <laughs> stick around. <laughs> I swear every time we watch a movie now, we always have to wait till the end. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. Oh, you're watching Great Expectations, and you're like, oh, there's going to be a, a sequel... It's going to be a tag for a sequel, and Thanos is going to be at the very end. <laughs> well, now they're doing, like, two of them. It's like, here's an ending. Here, yeah, here's the credits. Here's another one. Here's more credits. Here's another one. I'm like, you guys got to stop this. You know, hey, my bladder can't take it. Come on. My kids don't want to sit around and watch that, especially when I take them. No. <laughs> if, I, if I take my kids, I, I have to plan it. I know there's going to be a bathroom break somewhere in the movie. Yeah. And then I, I usually have to think, what the heck was that? And I'll go Google it. You know, what was the meaning of the, <laughs> you know, the <laughs> second credit roll? So, or, I, you know, I'm so distracted with the kid. If I take my kids, it's like, <sighs> I'm glad if I catch most of the movie. I heard, I heard someone complain the other day about, uh, you know, the rumors about, uh, was it Michael C. Jordan, whatever his name is, playing Superman? Oh, Michael C. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. I see Jordan. Superman. Yeah, that was the rumor, and they're like, "Well, he can't play Superman. He's already the, you know, already in the Black Panther." I'm like, "Do you guys not realize all the actors who are playing two different superheroes in these movies?" <laughs> I mean, Chris Evans played uh, the Flamon guy from Fantastic Four, and uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Captain America. Then you got uh, Josh Brolin playing Cable and uh, Thanos, and you, who else you got? There's somebody else too. Oh, but they're saying it's sacrilege because yeah, he's, but he's, the, he's jumping from Marvel to DC. But he already it, played. It happened. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, how about uh, Ron Reynolds? Everyone forgets about that. Green Lantern to Deadpool. That's right. Come on, guys. Get with it. Come on. Get with the history, <laughs> folks. Yeah. I mean, I'm just glad they're not saying, like, there can't be a black Superman. Because there's a black Spider-Man. Yeah. You know. It doesn't matter. I was kind of shocked I didn't hear that. I was kind of kind of cool. I-, I love that actor, though. I, I remember watching him on uh, oh, yeah. I was Friday just Night Lights. In the, <laughs> and I was just watching him in The Wire. And even as a oh, kid, yeah, he was a yeah. great actor. Yep. Cool. And I uh, just saw him in Creed and Creed's and, an awesome movie. I forgot about Creed. He was about to drop. <laughs> it's gonna be sweet. Alright. Did you hear about that uh that new it was a new movie that, that came out that has um Lady Gaga in it and uh Bradley Cooper, I think it's yeah, called Stars Born or Star. Yeah. Stars Born. Stars Born. Yeah. Yeah. It's a restart. It's like a reborn. Restart. Right? That's right. Yeah. Restart like, is born. <laughs> Did you know why the uh, star got arrested? No. It's because it was a shooting star. Oh. <laughs> That's what I, like, I watch too many mafia movies. Hey-oh. <laughs> I wrote those jokes down like two months ago. <laughs> I kind of forgot I had them. Good stuff. You All know, right. they come in handy. They sometimes. do come in handy. Yeah. It really save a show when we're, yeah. you know, we just have nothing to talk. Now this this has been good. At least it's a good game. And yes, I, I, you know what's funny? I find it harder to talk about good games sometimes There's than to, that, yeah, 
Yeah, and then bad games, it's like, I can pick apart every bad thing oh, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And your talking points are like, well, if they would have did this right, it would have been a lot like this game that has these great mechanics. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm the same way. Yes. <laughs> oh, my. So, we covered... We talked about how great the graphics were. thought they were sharp, beautiful backgrounds. Love the music. Love the sound. Um, I thought the controls were nice. I had a little gripe with the, uh, like I said, the movement. But other than that, you, you could have used like a, even just a slight dash or yeah. something. To get, like like give, give like me a the, double jump or something. Yeah, I was like, give me the old beat 'em up, you know, dash dash hold. <laughs> a little bit of a, I don't know. Yeah, I think if I was doing a remake of this game or an updated game, I would, I would add that in. Yeah. I'd be happy with that. But you can't have it all, right? It's not, it's not Burger King in life. You can't have it your way all the time. So, You know what? We have uh, Whataburger where they'll make it just like you like. Dude, okay? when, I was in Texas two week, <laughs> when I was in Texas two weeks ago, I had to go get me. Yeah, yeah. I had an In-N-Out. Uh, double, double. Oh. Oh, yeah. And I had the, uh, the, uh, the slop bucket of fries, what they call those things. Animal fries or something. Oh, yeah, where they oh, just like throw some... <laughs> Here's some dressing on your fries. Yeah, I regretted that about two hours later. But that was There's a secret menu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, a buddy of mine, uh, he went to TCU down there. I, menu I work... has chicken on it now. You're yeah, probably right. But yeah. that, that friend of mine I work with, he actually went to TCU, and he said, uh, you need to order this and that. And I'm looking up. I'm like, there's not even on the menu. He goes, trust so, me, they'll, they'll bring it. Down here, and, and you didn't try Whataburger. I've had a Whataburger yeah. before. It's good, too. I think I like In-N-Out yeah. just a little bit better, though. And we can't be friends. No, I'm just kidding. Have you no. had? I, th- I think they got them out west now. Uh, around my area, we have the uh, Five Guys Burgers. Have you had that? Yeah, yeah, I've had that before. That's good. It, you know, it's you know, if you want to spend fifteen dollars, <laughs> yeah, true. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I like the all-you-can-eat peanuts. Yeah, they, they they play they pay their employees more than minimum wage. So good on those guys. Yeah, that is cool. All right. You have anything else to say before we jump into achievements here? I really don't. <laughs> I think we're just getting back in the swing of this thing, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we're just guys. We're back in the saddle. Yep. The we're gyms. at the starting line. Yeah, I'm getting kind of excited too because we're uh, we started like officially house hunting here in the past few months, so I'm already kind of like uh, eyeing my new studio space, as I call it. I'm like, this is where I'm gonna put my. Uh, my podcasting area. I'm gonna buy a drum kit. I'm gonna put it here. Like I'm already kind of. Yeah, I'm getting kind of excited. So hopefully I can get. You want a studio? That'd be nice. Yeah, a, a lot of the places we've been looking at have like. Uh, one place we looked at, uh, we put an offer in, had two garages, and one had like, uh, um, like it had like, almost like soundproof uh, <laughs> stuff in it. So I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So is this gonna be nicknamed Shea Stevens? I hope so. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> 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 but hopefully that'll happen one of these days. We're we're kind of kind of crammed in the space we're living in now. So, but it's good. All's good. So, all right. Well, guys, I think we'll just jump to the next section here. Let's yeah. do some retrofitted achievements. The Channel Christians retrofitted achievements. I kind of forgot about these. I had three, apparently. And I, honestly, I had three, and I wrote them down, and then I tripped my power cord, and it deleted them. <laughs> and, great. And as I'm reading these, I thought, wow, I put some good thought into this. I'll, I'll and that's that. fantastic, because I put zero thought into mine, so it's... 
<laughs> and it evens out, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go with my first one. This one's called Start the Game. And that's just starting the game. <laughs> Fantastic. See what I did there? My uh, first one was Come Play With Me, which is funny for um, a game that's not two-player. But, that, hey, that works. I think it's Ristar breaking the fourth wall and actually <laughs> talking to you and saying, Come Play With Me. So that achievement is start the game so much years game. cool <laughs> uh, my next one is uh, that's some good star core and uh, that's successfully terraining uh, a bunch of obstacles without touching the ground so. nice star core <laughs> my next one is uh, kickstart my heart and that's uh, <laughs> use one of your continues to uh, get back into the game <laughs> That reminds me. I need to learn how to play that song again. I had that riff down a long, long time ago. I tried playing it the other day, and it didn't quite do, didn't quite remember it. So, anyways, the, my last one here is called "The Stars Align," and that's uh, beating a stage without losing a star. Nice. <laughs> I think I had another one which had to do with beating the game, which was when you beat the game. Notice that he says, "Hasta la vista, baby," <laughs> which he does. And that achievement is beat the game. Nice. All right, guys. Well, let's ask the big question here for Rystar. Is Rystar a gym? Is this game of Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? Can we ever pronounce it right? Probably not. I'm sure someone will guide for this game no there's yeah. not <laughs> they need like a dictionary when you open the first page i need that uh, pronunciation please but uh <laughs> video on it that talks about that a bit yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys can figure out how you want to pronounce it then we'll just go with that right okay so the uh critics out in the world think this game is a gem i got a nice critic score of 87 out of 100 uh, the notable review I wrote, wrote down was from uh, GamePro back in 95. It says, uh, Despite great looks and clever gameplay, Rystar is no match for experienced players. Playing at the toughest difficulty setting, veteran gamers won't even break a sweat until the last levels. Nevertheless, it's entertaining enough to be worth playing through once. Rystar won't be the supernova in this year's Galaxy of Games, but it's a good choice for experienced stargazers. Ooh. So, and as always, we asked you listeners what you thought about this game on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Genesis Gems. Um, and we had about 14 comments here, and I'll go right down the list and read. Uh, Mr. Nick DeMarco says, I think he looks like Aaron Hickman if he was an animated star with eyes. So, <laughs> Texas Barbecue Jim? <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, Ito Rima says, Jim. Timmy Max says, Jim. I haven't played in years, but I remember it being fun but difficult. Uh, Sean Robinson says, uh, Rystar is good from what I little I've played of it. If my memory serves me correctly, the gameplay mechanic in Rystar was originally going to be the gameplay mechanic in Sonic the Hedgehog. As Sonic was originally going to be a rabbit which uses ears to pick up objects or enemies and throw them, but the gameplay would have been too slow for the high-speed gameplay they wanted for Sonic. So they saved the idea for later. Also, the name Rystar is supposed to be pronounced as Restar. <laughs> I believe it is a joke slash wordplay on the English word restart. Trivia. In Japan, both the Mega Drive and Game Gear variants of Tristar, or Restart were released on the same day. In Sonic and All-Star Racing Transform, Restar is the flag man at the start of the races. See how I changed it to Restar like I've been saying it all along? Yeah. Oh, 
Get it right, Steve. Uh, I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> Trevor Franklin says. I'm somebody's been switching back and forth. The star, right star. I haven't caught that at all. I just kind of went with it. <laughs> so, uh, Trevor Franklin says, It's a gem. One of the unsung Genesis games that define the Genesis more for me than those gritty, mature games like Sword of Sodan. Sorry, didn't mean to bring yeah. up a bad memory, which I caused very recently. You know, Trevor, I, Trevor, I blame you for our hiatus on the Genesis Gems. You made us play that god-awful game. Yes, and, did. and I didn't want to turn on my Genesis for that long. So, Trevor, this is on you, buddy. But uh, anyways, if you guys want to check out Trevor, make sure you go check out Retro Blist. Yeah, and you know what? Make <laughs> them play awful games. Yeah, make them play crappy games. They deserve it. Yeah, their show is so good that I actually donated on Patreon. So, uh, yeah, check it out. <laughs> The show's so good that I actually made them a theme song. You did. That's a great song, too. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Way to go, Trevor. Way to repay the favors. Anyways, <laughs> Chris Murray says... You're the worst. Yeah. You're... No, wait. Kels is the worst. He's coming up. Yeah. We, we're, you know how we have like the top list of Genesis games we played? We're going to have to get a list of uh, the worst listeners. Kelso at the top. <laughs> maybe maybe Trevor. I don't, I'm, I don't know. We'll see. We'll have a vote. Anyways, Chris Murray just says the music is great. Uh, Barnaby Jones says, 100% Jim. Really fun game I used to play a lot. Steven Patterson says, Jim. Incredible soundtrack. Uh, Joshua Riger says, Ooh, this one brings back fond memories of the UGC on Xbox 360 slash PS3 and playing this game all the time as a kid. Great gameplay, mechanics, and amazing music, which I would argue is on the level of Sonic 3. It was really addicting and I always came back for more. This game is a 24 karat diamond encased in solid gold and embedded with rubies and sapphires. An uber gem, if you ask me. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, Tom Miller says, I haven't actually played it much, but I remember loving it. Like many others have said, the soundtrack is excellent. Uh, Antonio Sanchez says, For those who have the current Genesis collection for PS4, Xbox One, or the Steam, uh, this game is on there. I haven't played this game before the collection. I always wanted, always wanted to growing up, and seeing it advertised on comics and such. Now that I have played it, it definitely, it's definitely different and fun. Great visuals and the music is awesome to listen to. I vote Jim. Uh, Brody Pedal says I learned on Player One podcast this week that it's pronounced Rystar, as in Rising Star, not Ristar, as I had always thought, and certainly not Restar, as some obnoxious people might claim. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that I believe them are fighting words. <laughs> I'm, I'm just we're just gonna call this the the game that shall not be named. That way, no one gets mad at us. Right? Uh, it's like Voldemort, the game. That's right. Right. Uh, Andrew Kevin says I ha- have only recently played this one. Did not know of it growing up. From what I've what, from what I have played, I say good. But I reserve the right to upgrade that to Jim if I can complete it. <laughs> and then the last one says from Jim Jones says good for sure. So it was kind of a mixed bag there. I think more people called it a gym than good. I didn't do a tally or I anything. I think we only had two goods, and one was a qualified good. Yeah, yeah. You might upgrade to a gym. Yeah, so in my opinion, this this game is kind of a hidden gym, in my opinion. Um, I, know, I know Rystar, Restar, he's on the collections and things, but if if this game had never had never been on the collections i probably would have never played it until we came about it on this podcast or i just happened to stumble upon it um looking at the cover art i mean it's it's pretty but that's not a game that i would look at and think oh this is gonna be a fun game i would think it was like a puzzle game just from looking at you know some of the planets and the star i I would never have pictured it a uh, platforming game but i do think this game's a gem it's a hidden gem in my opinion um i think it's one of the best platformers in that era and honestly top probably top five in my opinion so there you go 
Yeah, and I share a similar opinion, though I had, you know, a few few qualms with the um, the pace or some some of the controls can be a little touchy sometimes. It's it's a gem. I think it's got some of the best music on the system. This is coming from someone who likes to compose music yeah. for this system. Notice I, I, thought, noticed I asked for your professional opinion. So. Oh, well, I appreciate <laughs> it. Once I get some music in a professional Sega Genesis game, I'll let you know. Well, you're on Napster uh, now. I mean, come on. I know. I'm on Napster. You saw my post. <laughs> I, I did said, oh, awesome. guys, my, my album is on Napster. Watch out. It's like it's 1999 again, guys. <laughs> Not to derail you, but I got a call the other day, which I was very flattered, from a uh, club uh, in, in close to my town asking me to play at a Friday night thing. I was like, wow, I didn't think nice, I was... but only if you're on Napster. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no Napster, but yeah, that's pretty Ooh. cool. Anyways, go on. I couldn't, <laughs> no, I couldn't, I couldn't let you have all the, all the uh, Starlight. No, I can't have all the, the Starlight. That's right. <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> I see it. Okay. So we're, we're we're laying the gavel down, calling this one a gem. Yeah, uh, I think it's overall a gem. And uh, let's find out what the critics thought. Yeah. They said gem. <laughs> 82 <laughs> out of 100. I do, we are pulling up the uh, ranking sheet. Yeah, so, I've got it pulled up right now. Yeah, so if you want to check it out, it is updated. Um, well, <laughs> it's updated right now, but if you're listening to this, I may not have it updated by then, but GenesisGemsPodcast.com. Uh, and we have 68 games on this now. Um, the ranking 1 through, this is hilarious, 1 through 40, 1 through forty are all gems. What? Yeah, with the highest being Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and the lowest gem being Michael Jackson's Moodwalker. So, oh man. I'll tell gem. you where I can put this, but where I can't put this. I can put this above Golden Axe somewhere, but I can't put it above Rocket Knight Adventures, I think. It has to be somewhere in that range. What do you think? So, Golden Axe? Well, what platformers are above that? Okay. Yeah, definitely not better than... See, I don't think it's better than Earthworm Jim. Um, yeah. I really don't. I, think I, it... I, I just have more fun playing Earthworm Jim... Um, even it, though I think the soundtrack in Ristar is probably overall better. Um, Gameplay-wise, I think I just enjoyed the gameplay a little more in Earthworm Jim. And I think I liked it better than Aladdin, but I don't like it better than Flashback. How about that? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Okay. I, it's funny. I like it better than the first Sonic the Hedgehog, but we can't oh, knock yeah, that out. I know, I know. Yeah. I, I don't think we can really knock that out of its spot. So we'll put it between uh so this is flashbacks at number seven and aladdin's at number eight and we'll slot it in there i think aladdin will become number nine that's right that's exactly right flashback seven right star eight aladdin number nine so that is official that will be on the webpage. that's what we believe and we have every right to change this later on maybe one day when we get to episode 200 or something we can say hey Aaron why do we put this one game so it's thinking high <laughs> and then we can yes. just change it <laughs> well I'm looking at Sonic the Hedgehog 1 I'm like yeah, really I like that game and you know ranking 3 but that's just that's just how it goes sometimes I'm also looking at like uh, Philios which I love that game but 19? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> and you know what it means? It means that we haven't covered enough shooters on this podcast. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's really, what it means? <laughs> because if we had covered like a Truxton or even a Biohazard Battle, <laughs> or you know Thunder Force, yep. three or four, etc. Musha, you know, if we could ever afford it. True. I'm just gonna play that on EverDrive. I'll be completely honest. So just get a repro. <laughs> Sure That's Joseph, what I did for this game. I'm sure Joseph Garris could uh, pull that out for us. Oh, speaking of. Hand him that boy some cash. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Aaron, I think we finally did it. We finally got an episode complete. I am uh, praying to the podcast gods that uh, the recording is good. It looks good on my screen. So uh, if you're hearing this, then my prayers are answered. <laughs> and if you guys... Uh, want more content from us yes. we are trying to keep up with the patreon as well Absolutely. and it's just one dollar to subscribe to our patreon feed that's right uh, or whatever you want there's different tiers and you get great content i've been putting out some video content uh playthroughs of games on this show that i wasn't around for yeah yeah and just some commentary from me and then i might try and cover uh, just do like a video for a star maybe uh, on the game year cool. and show cool. that and of course we have great shows that end up on the Patreon feed that, that's where you hear them exclusively I just sir uh, Joe Garris on reproduction cartridges featuring you <laughs> yeah I kind of popped in at the last 10 minutes or so <laughs> you're around okay let me let me throw you in here and he had absolutely zero to add, folks. Um, <laughs> he's not kicking me up. I may cry. <laughs> but uh, we, we are going to kind of reevaluate our Patreon as well. Um, there's just some things. Life is busy, and, and I'm so sorry that we haven't been able to keep up like we have. But some of the tiers and stuff we may redo just to kind of make it more fair to you all and us. We're going to honor everything that's out there right now. So if, if we're behind on anything, if you haven't got your uh, Hawkster greeting or uh, any anything else we've promised, uh, please let us know immediately. We're going to try to reevaluate that, but uh, we don't want to miss anybody. So please let us know uh, absolutely. Uh, and we're actually going to try to get you more content. Um, it just may be in smaller pieces as well. Um, I'm, I'm planning to do some more YouTube videos with my kids. Uh, they can't wait to start jumping in on that. So uh, once I get all that set up, I'm going to start releasing that on there as well. So you guys just uh, stay tuned, please. Yeah, and give us uh, feedback on what you want to see more of from our show. And, yeah. and we'll be happy to oblige. Because And I'll, I'll be honest, guys. Sometimes it's hard to... Uh, always make time for this but i have such a passion for this show and i don't i don't ever want to see it die and i and aaron i really appreciate you buddy uh, stepping in and doing doing some shows without me and then kind of taking the uh, taking the reins there because i don't want to see this yeah, die it at can't all. be all you you know you got to <laughs> have something to back you up it's not it's definitely not so we, we kind of let it die in the early stages and we had a huge falling in the beginning and uh you know uh aaron and i kind of resurrected it <laughs> yeah we kind of we kind of looked at it and said rise from your grave and we got it up and uh you know ran with it that way <laughs> sorry had to do the ultra beast yes he did no that's that's all good all right. well guys if you want to check us out make sure to go to our website all of our links are there genesisgymspodcast.com 
Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook. We do stay even when we're not active. Uh, you know, releasing podcasts, we are active on those pages. Uh, very easy to get a hold of us that way. Um, and if you all just want to friend me on Facebook, go ahead. And I got you know, there's no drama in my life. I don't post politics. I don't post uh, you know anything controversial. So uh, you can def- absolutely add me. And then follow me on Twitter. I've been I, I like to post uh, what I'm playing, uh, kind of modern wise. Uh, I have a I have one of those direct links from my Switch and from my PS4, and I post screenshots every now and then with stupid little captions. So if you want to follow me on there, I am at WVNick. Um, and uh, not a good way to get a hold of me. I kind of enjoy the uh, just the laid-back atmosphere of Twitter. I don't do much on it, but I do every now and then post a picture of me playing Tecmo Bowl or something on, on the uh, Nintendo <laughs> Switch. So. Yes, and I'm on uh, Facebook as well and on Twitter uh, under at... Diagamlic, which is D-I-A-G-A-M-B-L-I-C. You'll find me eventually, I hope. Yeah. Or Aaron Hickman or Dia, D-Y-A. I'm on, I'm on there. Or you can just look in the show notes. It'll be there. Or you can just, if you add me, just say, hey, what's Aaron's? And then I'll uh, copy and paste that long name and send it to you. So. Fantastic. <laughs> now you know why I changed it. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I'll also put Aaron's uh, SoundCloud on the notes as well. I'd love to get that out there. Um, he's got that new album out called Fall Damage. Oh, uh, put yeah, put that put that on the put the Bandcamp link there. That's... Yeah, Bandcamp, absolutely. Um, you got to check out his new album. It's great. The album cover is so epic. It's, <laughs> yeah, I, I just love it, man. I love the uh, the silhouette of you holding up the Jets. That's just epic, man. I just so. uh, you know I saw the NBA logo and I just got a great idea. And I was it's just like, so good. yes. And then that is a Sega Genesis. I'm holding yep, up. Yep. And, and yeah. simple is sometimes just so much more than trying to get all crazy on your album cover. So I, I as I, a as a former graphic artist uh, for a living, really appreciated that. Thought it was wonderful. It's <laughs> <laughs> like yes. And it, and you know what? Twenty-two out of the 30, 33 songs, some of them are interludes. Twenty-two of the songs are Sega Genesis. So That's awesome. It's packed. Absolutely, so cool. Well, Aaron, I think we did it. I think we're there. I think we can close this episode out. Unless you have anything else to add? I don't. All right. Just uh, be good. Be Stevens. good. Be good. Be good. <laughs> be excellent. <laughs> be excellent. Party on, dude. <laughs> Godspeed. Party on, dude. <laughs> All right, guys. We will catch oh, you. Oh, there you go. go. What, one other thing. What game are, are we going to cover next time? Well, we kind of had a, a, a change up. Uh, we were going to cover Tecmo Super NBA Basketball with the uh, creators from Basketball Classics. We're still going to do that, but we wanted to do something more Halloween themed here soon because it is October. So we will, I think we talked about what, doing a vote Aaron's yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put it up to a vote, and yeah. we're gonna try and cover one or two games. So uh, it's either gonna be the top pick or the top two picks. So yeah. head on over to our group page, and we'll put a poll out there to pick the next game. All right, I'm gonna do that right now as we speak. So if you guys are listening to this, I'm hoping to get this out within two days from when we recorded it. We'll leave the poll up for probably five or six days, something like that, and. Uh, Make sure you go check that out and vote for your game that you would like to hear us talk about. October, Spooktober, Halloween, whatever in the world you call it. It'll be fun. Yeah, and we'll have some October Patreon content as well. Terrifying. Ooh. Ooh. House of the Dead, man. Typing of the... Remember when we did Typing of the Dead? That was a good episode. Yeah, that was a good episode. <laughs> what happened to that now? <laughs> Why can't we keep the same level of quality on this I show? I don't know. <laughs> 
we'll anyways thanks guys thanks for sticking it out with us yeah i really appreciate it y'all so uh with that you are the true stars you are the true stars you are the true rye star and with that we'll say bye star give you all a five <laughs> star <laughs> i might star um i don't have any more we will catch you all later <laughs> Here you guys <laughs>